episode 252. Thank you all for listening to episode 251, The Houston Chronicles. I am Montes T. Baggins, here with my co-host. Stone Cold Bear Austin. The Dragon Steamboat. Go to the Dragon Steamboat and returning after a year absence to our wrestling podcast, Mr. Peapod himself. Good evening. And uh, Peapod, you were on, so I went back and looked, you were on episode 148, (laughs) so, you know, 104 episodes ago, so exactly 52 weeks, you were, we recorded on January 15th of 2020, pre-COVID, and uh, that was released on the 19th, and and of course, a happy birthday coming up to you. Yes, thank you, I turned 35, and I'm stoked, question mark? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I mean, all the all the good birthdays are gone. Cody's past 35. How was 35? Just a day, right? I ain't that far past 35. Just a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, just a couple hours. And Bear, Bear's, uh, this year, actually, Bear here turns 30. So uh, he's going to hit the dirty 30 cute. this year. Yeah. yeah. Get ready yeah. Get ready for 30 to hit you like a brick. <laughs> I hit me like a brick four years ago. Oh, right. Okay, cool. Then you're already there. <laughs> so, uh, so, Peapod, we know um, – just go ahead and talk about it, man. 100.7 The Zone, the On the Radar podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm a radio personality. I'm a loud, bald man that ta- uh, calls himself a vegetable on radio dials in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, and uh, I also host a music podcast called the On the Radar podcast. It features music, studio performances, and interviews with acts coming to through and from the greater Midwestern areas. Uh, we are getting stoked for year four of the podcast. It's starting up in February with some phenomenal guests. And uh, you can uh, check all that places out wherever you get your podcast from. But cheap plugs at the end of this episode. So we'll, we'll hold on to those. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to talk some wrestling uh, with you fine gents. And uh, hopefully you all are uh, staying safe and being good uh, throughout this, uh, this, uh, these unprecedented times, as, yes. uh, as every ad likes to call it. So. Yes. And yeah, we've been doing, you know, these podcasts now on zoom, we had to play around with things, you know, we did them, we did them on Google meet for a little bit, realized that didn't work too well. Uh, you know, zoom has a much far, far better setup. So we've done mm-hmm. it on zoom and uh, we've tried different things. We tried calling in. I tried without a mic with a mic, different mics. This worked the best for me and sounded the best. So this is where we're at. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a different year for all of us and, and this has actually been convenient to be virtual. You know, we're all used to this. I, 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 uh, all those people that had zoom stock this year or got into zoom stock, <laughs> praise you be, I know there's two of us here that got into some zoom stock. So, uh, right. gotta plug zoom. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to zoom, shout out to zoom. Thank you for, uh, being a unofficial sponsor of this podcast <laughs> and uh but we do got to give some official sponsors some some shout outs too so we got to thank wes anderson for mind quarantine which is the theme of the wrestling show so thank you to wes check him out on facebook wes anderson music give him a follow on twitter at songs by wes wes will actually be on next week he will be on for the sports show and the wrestling show looking forward to talking to him about the music he's got coming out and uh and what he's been doing lately during this pandemic i know he's been doing a lot of different things but looking forward to hearing from him himself uh, thank you to All Wear Clothing. Visit him, all work, visit Brandon, allworkclothing.com. He can help you with all your clothing needs. Mention Over the Line Sports Podcast. He will give you a discount. He can get you whatever you need. Sweatpants, koozies, hats, blankets, pillows, stuffed animals. We just ordered some hoodies. Uh, Peapot, I'm going to, you know what, Peapot, what size, what size hoodie are you, my man? I am a, I am a staunch 2XL. 
All right. I actually have a two X coming. I'm going to give it to you. So my man, I don't th- thank you, sir. I don't think you've seen it, but it's our, it's, it's a, it's the NWO logo. It's perfect for you. Black hoodie, white, white lettering. And instead of saying NWO, it says OTL and then over the line sports podcast. So I think it'd be great. I'll have one coming your way. I'm sir. for it. I'm for it. I like it. Yeah. We had those shirts done for that for our 200th episode. It'd be perfect for the, uh, for the hoodies We're we're giving one to Jeremy. We'll talk about him later, but I'll definitely have one come your way fantastic and uh and so thank you to brandon again allworkclothing.com thank you to crandall's quality landscaping give sean a call 419-704-5471 he serves the toledo and surrounding areas and not nashville tennessee absolutely true sean is there's still no snow on the ground so sean is still doing demolition in houses he's still actually doing some landscaping so it was nice today it's about 45 and sunny who needs snow no, nobody needs it. So Sean can help you out with whatever you need. And again, he's ready. He's getting ready for, for the spring coming up. If you want to make arrangements with him to get on the schedule for to get your mowing done or to get landscaping done, get in touch with him. Mention Over the Line Sports Podcast. Again, 419-704-5471. And last but not least, Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Yeah, if you're a single folk out there, um, nothing better to do than uh, in these as, as we said in this pandemic, since you can't go to the bar and meet people, you might as well go uh, talk with Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. He can get you on the Zoom. He can get you on Google Meet. He can get you on FaceTime. He can get you in any way, uh, obviously just not face-to-face, but you can get there for a free consultation. And uh, by the time all this pandemic's over and the vaccine's right, you'll be able to go to the bar and meet that person of your dreams. doesn't have to be a man, woman, whoever you are. It doesn't matter. Connell Barrett will take care of you. So go to datingtransformation.com. And I just need to throw out there, Peapod last week, I think it was last week or the week before, because you've been the the talk of our shows for the past probably month because we knew you were coming on. Fantastic. And uh, I think you got, Peapod got thrown into a Connell Barrett ad, didn't he? <laughs> I think so. I think Cody might've done that one. Um, That might've been two weeks ago. I think I want to say. Always fun. Always fun. Last week was Jeopardy. So it had to be two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Last week uh, we had Jeopardy actually Peapod. We do uh, every 25th episode, like 24th, 25th, we do a two episode segment where we'll give our sports picks. Then we start the first round of Jeopardy, which is all sports related. And then we do a mid final. And then we into the wrestling show. We do the second round, which is all wrestling and then final Jeopardy. And then we'd talk about wrestling and bear this time. Cody was the two time defending champ alone. Actually bear and I had won the previous time as a tag team against Cody and parrot. And, and before parrot. that, yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's not good. <laughs> <laughs> he's about as good as, uh, he's, he's good to mimic and that's it. And we told him, he gets, he gets his own wrestling category for Jeopardy. He's that Only bad one that can do it. Oh, yeah. for, ex- so, for uh, example, yeah. yeah, give him one. So for example, the one point question, which would be worth three for him was, Owen and Bret Hart are related as A, brothers, B, father and son, C, they're not related, or D, cousins or something like that, but he would have missed it, guaranteed. (laughs) It's things like that, and it's just, it cracks us up. And, uh, yeah, he does not know wrestling at all. And he's been several different names. He's been Crawlspace Jake, uh, which Crawlspace Jake was his name when Gilbert did our little thing for – for Christmas. Yeah. And, um, 
and he's been parrot parrot nelson the ganja parrot like he's been all these just wacky different things and we told him if he was going to make it tonight don't even show up at seven because we're doing wrestling first (laughs) (laughs) that's just how he is but yeah it's jeopardy was fun and uh so bear and i won last time but before that cody was the two-time champ he won the sports jeopardy and the wrestling jeopardy and then now we combined it and this time it was bear he actually won this time so around episode 275 we'll do it again about every 12 weeks we do it which is a lot of fun red and then episode 300 though um which will be sometime in june or july you'll probably have to come back okay uh and pair up with one of the one of us like the sports guys especially because you'll know the wrestling stuff but we do a crossover it's episode 300 we drink some of us do some of us don't but the year the goal this year is to get to 300 drinks and um we let our fans partake in it too. We pick a select few. And then when we get together, uh, like we had to do this year because of COVID, we, we were down already. All we had to get to was 80. So, you know, <laughs> part of our listeners got us to 120. But yeah, we did a crossover with the grownups and we did a pop culture, sports and wrestling all combined Jeopardy. And we all paired up. I'm all for it. I'm in. Yes. Remind me about a month out, but I'm in. I'm I'm totally in. I I figured so. And we're trying to find a place now because the place we did it last year, uh, which was, um, and we've done it the past few years, was the right field office above Frickers uh, where the Mud Hens play. And we would play there. If there was a game, we'd watch the game. Right. And um, now, you know, the people we got the office through, they're not there anymore. Uh, They just had it to to give to customers, but it wasn't being used. So we actually, you you can't see it, but I bought, the conference table and chairs that were there uh, that were in that office. It's an 11 foot conference table and eight beautiful chairs and it splits in half. So one's in the pod room, half of the table and the other half's actually in my dining room as a dining room table slash conference table. Hey, it worked out. So we got something to uh, remind us of that area. That's awesome. But all right, enough of the boring stuff. Let's get into the fun. Um, So I'm going to start off. I'm going to, Cause I'm going to let you go first. And uh, just right now, what do you think Peapod of the current WWE product? Ooh, I, you know, I feel like that WWE is, has, has like one step forward and five steps back. It seems. And I feel like there, there's so much opportunity more for growth. Like this is like your good time. You have the most like talented roster of of decades and it just feels like you're just really going to the well one too many times and depending on you know some of the old school people one too many times and i feel like you don't give enough time for new superstars to grow the the biggest complaint is x uh, nxt call-ups that are just completely and utter just reworked or buried after three weeks and not not time to grow and make new stars or anything like that and that's the unfortunate part like guys like matt riddle guys like keith lee guys like alistair black some uh, you know those guys like could be like this next generation's you know you know andre the giant and big show and you know stone cold steve austin the rock if you give them time to breathe characters need to develop which is unfortunate but you know when you have the fiend being like letting lighting people on fire, Randy Orton and the Miz and Morrison are probably as entertaining as a wet sponge. And as much as I love Drew McIntyre and and Roman Reigns, they're they're making the best out of uh, this these lemons that they got. But 
it, I, I just feel it's getting to the point that I think uh, good old VKM, I don't think has much in the tank uh, left anymore. It's going to really hurt them if they don't do any kind of shakeups real soon. Right. And you know what? I, and I, I can't remember if you and I talked about this, but um, Damian Priest was supposed to be called up. You know, and oh, yeah. Daniel Daniel Bryan's been pressing for Damian Priest to be called mm-hmm. up, and then Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens shot it down. But of course, this was according to Dave Meltzer, so we could take that for what it is. I just but, I, f- I feel like Damian like maybe there's an issue with Damian Priest that was on the Indies, and maybe it's a bad attitude. I don't know. Like Damian Priest looks good, but I just think he's kind of boring. I I, I and, and especially like a lot of these indie guys that they like the any any indie guy that is making something right now. There's a bidding war between, you know, AEW and NXT and maybe some Ring of Honor in New Japan, which is like a cool thing. But then you do like deplete the 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 waters of the independent scene right away. And then when you soak them up, depending on where they go, you might turn them into something completely crazy. Like, don't get me wrong. I love carrying cross in NXT. I think that dude they're strapping the rocket to him and he's going to shoot for the moon, but I'm deadly scared of what happens if you bring him up to the main roster. What is that going to look like? You know, you can keep people in NXT for the longest time, but like, you know, Johnny Gargano and Adam uh, and, you know, uh, Adam Cole, Bay Bay. And uh, you know, a lot of those guys uh, with the undisputed era and some of the guys from and girls from NXT UK, like they're going to get too big for their britches and they'll eventually have to get called up. And then God knows what's going to happen. It's like Finn Balor, like he said, keep me down here. He wanted to stay down there. And Tommaso Ciampa, same thing. He's like, right. just leave me here. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go anywhere beyond NXT. I just feel like Finn Balor is actually too big for NXT, but like, I felt like he should have been champion a long time ago in the face of the company when they got him, then how hot he was. Well, and then he broke, Balor, NXT, and they broke his, his shoulder. shoulder. Yeah, so. Finn Balor is too big for NXT and WWE. I agree. And the, and the problem is they don't know what the hell to do with anybody when they get to the main roster. I agree. If they go to the main roster, they have no clue what the hell to do with them. No. For and, all and- the shit that Bruce Pritchard talks on his podcast and about other people not knowing what the hell to do when they get somebody, he damn sure ain't doing no better. No, he's really and not. They've already ruined, they've already ruined Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. And for, I guess, what they were going to do with Damian Priest on SmackDown, I've seen that article. They were going to just throw him into the, um, that little mini feud that Roman Reigns had with Kevin Owens. And he was supposed to be buddies or something with Kevin Owens. It was going to tag with Kevin Owens. And they both shot it down because they both said it makes no fucking sense. Because, like, how are you going to, you know, just bring him in as a, as a buddy? Basically, they would have did the same thing with Damian Priest and Kevin Owens as they did with Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre. Like, bring Keith them up, Lee. make them all buddy-buddy, and it just it makes no sense whatsoever. Big dudes that move, big dudes that can do all the flippy cool things that the little guys can do is the raddest shit ever. And like, why are we, you not, and like, and, and, and not only that, but just like, he's, he's, you know, great kids would love him. And it's, it's like what Big E is like, Big E should have been world champion in my book years ago. And I understand that like the new day has probably been the hottest thing to the, that has come out of the WWE in modern times, you know, post John Cena era, 
you know, and I, I just feel like you could have done so much more with a lot of these things. And like, to be honest, uh, on a, on a, on a social platform, you know, when's the last time uh, someone of color really moved the needle outside of the rock? It's, it's a, the, new you, day. the new day was yeah. the new day's thing though. It wasn't a, a WWE creation. Like nobody no. came up with that. Exactly. And that's why. And yeah. you need and, to, and, and yeah, if they don't come up with it, they a can't. They don't know what to do with it, and b they can't fuck it up. It, it's it's a it's kind of between you know WWE and AEW because WWE is super structured and there's barely any wiggle room. And then the argument sometimes with AEW, as much as I like what they got going on, they and and you know a lot of people, especially recently with Cody Rhodes doing an interview on uh, Talk Is Jericho podcast. You know, he even says like the problem sometimes maybe we have a little bit too much freedom. Like there's too much wiggle room on, uh, at times. We end up kind of tripping over our own feet. So, you know, you need to find that happy medium between like structured with structure and also letting these men and women really develop their characters better and see what works and throw. And like, I think that's why like a people like AEW because you can throw things at the wall and see what they stick. And sometimes they naturally do stick, but sometimes they don't like, don't get me wrong. As much as I liked Rusev in WWE in AEW, Miro is a train wreck, unfortunately. And Miro is a WWE performance center product. So mm-hmm. all he knows is WWE thing. And there's nobody that tells him, Hey man, this shit's fucking stupid. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest problem with AEW. There's nobody there to say no. Like, I think there's more people that say no than you think. Like, well, they better start saying no a hell of a lot more than WWE does. Cause that shit's trash. Mm-hmm. Like AEW is the um, basically AEW is a single child, like uh, uh, an only child whose mom got a divorce and just met the first boyfriend to where the first, first boyfriend is letting them do whatever the hell they feel like just to try to be like the cool dad because I'm not like your dad. I'm not like your real father. And they're not, they're hardly ever saying no. I don't where, like nothing, nothing whatsoever makes sense. I don't like that Jake Hager Wardlow match. You got freaking Wardlow doing a swanton bomb. Oh, for what? oh for no, what? no, 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 no. Kicks out of it on two. For okay. What? Well, yeah. Yeah. I, what? I, so what the so, hell you got Wardlow doing? You had Wardlow as this silent diesel type heel to where all he did, he came in and he beat the shit out of people. And yet he's fucking going 15 minutes with Jake Hager. So Come I on. think I think that match went a little bit too long, and Jake Hager has really had suffered. No business with each other. Re- real, real suffered when since going from the MMA and then coming back into wrestling and going switching back to forth. I think he's really suffered a lot. But I, I I love that match like when it's they started like speeding up because like these are two like mega hosses doing it and Wardlow Wardlow is world champion written all over him as soon as I he's don't done need six five dudes doing flips and swanton bombs that's the what's future the that's the future what? like uh, what's the difference what's the difference between six five doing it a five ten dude doing it I I th- I think no Wardlow difference. I think Wardlow is a tremendous talent and he's from and Ohio he's from Cleveland out. And that don't I mean nothing. Is he from false... Cleveland or Parma? I think, yeah, it was Parma. But <laughs> I think, I think uh, there's a lot of false finishes. It's just 
operational styles. And I think that's what AEW is definitely honing in now on year two is there. They were figuring out they, they were AEW does do a lot of fan servicing and AEW is trying to get the laps wrestling fan back. And it's also like the indie fan onto the main uh, uh, onto like main television. So your guys like the young bucks and like Kenny Omega that, you know, only people who knew wrestling outside of the WWE knew got to get into this. And like Eddie Kingston and Lance Archer and these big names that made a real big name from themselves, not on WWE television at all. Now on a real product on, on a, on, uh, on TNT, on AEW. Um, and I, I think they, now they're figuring out like what's trying to work and they're really, I feel like they're really honing in and it's a new brand new company, a legit brand new company with real backing with wrestling people and wrestling fans and people who really want the product to go well, instead of like real X WCW people going and running uh TNA. And like, there was a hot moment that TNA was something interesting. WCW people running TNA. That was all Jeff Jarrett. He was from WCW and also WWE, WWE, but he also yeah. had his own, his, him and his father actually had their own promotion. Mm-hmm. So they ran it like their own promotion. What they're doing, what AEW is doing is the same thing that they tried to do. They're trying to get, the laps fan mm-hmm. but when you try to get the laps fan and you're putting bullshit on you're not gonna get the laps fan well i think they're developing AEW keeps doing and AEW doesn't have the guys to make you want to keep watching if you're a laps fan i would disagree with that unfortunately if you're because... a laps fan who are you okay so the first thing you see when you turn it on when you try to watch AEW and you're a laps fan is uh, freaking, let's say Marco Stunt or or Joey Janela doing the nonsense that they're doing. Like neither one of them are good in the ring whatsoever. Just because it's an independent, and that's what they're doing. AEW is trying to get the independent fan, and there's a reason why independent shows only have about five six hundred people at them. You know, Ring of Honor for as as good as that product is. They still don't get the laps fan. They don't get, um, you know, they don't get the laps fan. They don't get, if you're not a hardcore wrestling fan, you're not watching AEW. You're not looking for AEW or uh, I'm sorry, Ring of Honor. You're not looking for Ring of Honor. You're not watching it. If you don't know it's on and where it's at, hell, even most wrestling nerds, I'm a wrestling nerd. I've been watching wrestling since I was six years old. I'm the wrestling nerd. If people like me, we're the ones that try to get people to watch it with us. I can't even explain half of this shit on TV to my nine-year-old daughter. So I, why, what, like, what, what laps fan is going to come back to that? I think it's it's a lot of laps fans are for the people that are trying to get them back about the idea of like I don't like what WWE is doing. You know, I want a really true alternative, and but yeah, you have to you let, doing let, the same thing that WWE is doing. Let me just let, with unknown people. How is that supposed to keep a lap get bring a laps fan back? I, let I don't let him finish. I don't think I don't think like I I don't disagree with you on some of the things. Like I understand that like Marco stunts and and Luchasaurus and some of those guys are 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 kind of ridiculous and kind of carny 
But at the end of the day, also pro wrestling is carny anyway. And pro wrestling can also be fun. And I understand that like when you get a lapsed fan trying to bring them back, you need to bring them back with like, you know, some of the ex, you know, known people. So your Chris Jericho's, you know, your your Arn Anderson's, your Cody Rhodes, and you things like that. So you 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 bait them with something with taste they know and then you kind of try to expand it pro the pro wrestling world has definitely changed over the years between the times of the nwa and the and, you know the attitude era and then the post era and yes a lot a lot of old school fans don't like you know a lot of the flippy things and the you know the 20 minute crazy matches uh, you know eight false finishes and everything like that but the new generation of fans like a lot of that like that's what they kind that's of enjoy and that yeah i i i think there's Go there's watch. that's not true because there are fans from the old nwa days the old wwe days the biggest thing that it's had in common from the nwa days wcw even the wwf to the attitude era and ruthless aggression era there were just as many false finishes. There's just as many 15, 20-minute matches. The biggest thing with it is that you could suspend your disbelief in it. And I, and and I get it. Problem. And, that's and the I'm biggest not, problem now. You and can't I'm not gonna, watch it and fall into it like you could before. Like, Even I'm not with gonna, all the nonsense that was in the Attitude Era. But there was some shit that was like, okay, there was a lot of shit even up to you know the Ruthless Aggression Era. To where it was like, I know this isn't necessarily, I, I know this is, isn't real, but that something, you know, that was real. I, you know, I know 90% of it is, isn't, but that was, right. and that's what right. kept people coming back. Right. And the, and the high fly and everything. And like, I'm not going to be sitting here to try to defend AEW because I, it sounds like you've just kind of given up. So like my question then is for you, then what do you want to see better then? Like, what do you think AEW needs to do or shape to make it? So if someone like you can bring them back in. Stick to what the fuck you said you were going to do when you first opened, when you first started, you said you were going to be sports-based wrestling. The only thing that they're fucking doing that's sports-based is coming up with keeping track of wins and losses. That's the only thing they're doing. That's the only thing they're doing that's sports-based. Cody Rhodes is basically Triple H while he was dating Stephanie. Freaking Chris Jericho is coming out here acting like Triple H circa 2005 to 2008. Freaking trying to jump on the hottest thing going. And trying to have a feud with it just so he stays relevant and recognized. I mean, did you not see how they eviscerated Chris Jericho? The you know the the laps fans that came back and hung around to watch AEW after TNT or the NBA on TNT, mm -hmm. they destroyed him. Right. So if you're gonna try to bring a laps fan back, hell, the least Jericho could do is remotely stay in shape. I mean, I mean Ric Flair is 95 years old. And he didn't look as bad as Chris Jericho did. I mean, <laughs> I, right now. I mean, honestly, as much as everybody like shames Chris Jericho as 50 years old, he still moves pretty well and decently well for, for what it is like. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not expecting him to be, you know, super cut and everything like that. But at the same time, AJ he does. Styles is a super cut. AJ well, look, AJ Styles is 50. Yeah. But AJ, AJ Styles, Styles there there 50. Yeah. But AJ Styles is a tiny little thing. The Undertaker was damn Undertaker 85 years old. 
he, and he can barely move. Chris Jericho. I mean, I Randy get it. Randy Orton like, don't look as bad as Chris Jericho. Goldberg like, looks better it. than Chris Jericho. <laughs> exactly. Goldberg <laughs> looks better than Chris Jericho. I think what AEW is is definitely trying to do, and of course, it, it, like I said, it's a brand new company. And granted, you can only use that as an excuse so much. But you know, we're into year two, and but this is a true company in the modern era that we have not seen since WCW. Like one of my favorite YouTube videos uh, series that I like to go is from a guy named uh, it does the channel called Wrestling Bios, and really likes to break down certain points of times or certain storylines or certain character developments and how that all developed and he also does a series called reliving the war which is definitely like reliving the the monday night wars between nitro and and uh raw and seeing how like both raw and nitro developed and even getting to the point now on this this mini series during this channel of getting to the the start of the nwl you know seeing what nitro was trying to do and and either counter program or doing something different than maybe you know raw did certain things worked and certain things doesn't i think we're now under you know the wwf broke the mold obviously like after after the territory days wwf happened and it broke the mold it's much like the marvel cinematic universe it broke the mold so now every superhero every comic book related entity is going to be compared to the Mar to the marvel cinematic universe and guess what not everything can work in that little bubble. And I think AEW is just trying to see what works and what doesn't. And, and, and I get the frustrations and I understand the disappointment in some of the stuff, but I think with AEW, I think they, they truly are, are, are putting stuff out there. That is an, it's a different mix of what we're used to. And some of that mix might be great for some people. And some of that mix might not be great for some people. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm more entertained by what AEW is trying to do right now. And I can recognize a lot of the issues and, you know, your Jericho's or like the troubles in the women's division uh, or, you know, maybe too many goofy characters or too many flips or whatever. But at, at the end of the day, I'm still kind of, floating back to it. I still am very interested in seeing how it develops with the WWE. Unfortunately, I like all these certain characters, but as soon as they get either called up or a new writing team or Vince McMahon decides, Oh, I'm going to bring gold back Goldberg back for like the umpteenth time. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Like, I just feel like that one is trying and actively trying to do something different and one is just seems like it's just giving up and it is in desperate need of refreshing. Like the wrestling world is not the same one is not the hot commodity it used to be. But I think at, at certain points, I think the community in general is still trying to see what works and what doesn't and how to bring in new staff and new people in to the modern era. And I my, think, uh, Cody, hold on real say, quick, what, real quick, Cody. Say, my mention. biggest gripe, yeah, my biggest gripe with AEW you have all this experience sitting around that can tell you what works and what doesn't. Like, don't try to be the spoiled brat that I'm not going to listen to you, Dad. I know what I'm doing, Dad. That's what they're doing. And, and it, it I looks don't, terrible. I don't you think so. You got Jim Ross sitting there. You got Jim Ross sitting there. You got Arn Anderson there. You got Tully Blanchard there. Tully Blanchard's dad ran his own territory. That don't was successful. Don't even get me started on Sting. <laughs> what is he going? What is Sting going to teach any of these kids? How to, put how to paint, paint their face and then get turned on every two months? 
by Honest, your best friends. And you hear the backstage stories and a lot of the things and like there's classes and a lot of these people are legitimately kids. Like these are young people in this business and they're and they're and they're really getting coached more and they're like, and they're on national television, something that a lot of people don't realize. But like you hear like Dustin Rhodes is ho- holding classes on like promos and whatnot. Cody is helping a lot of these kids out. You know, Jericho is, you know, working on like there was talk about like how in tag team matches, nobody was take, you know, there was too many, you know, run-ins and everything like that. They're really all like working. I think there's more behind the scenes that, that you're leading on to that is tweaking the product. Uh, but I just, well, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't fully disagree, but I understand what, where you're coming from, but I, I don't, I think it's a little bit too hard for, for no reason. Like we, we're expecting so much so quickly and it's, and it's now in the year two. I know. I understand they're a new company, but I don't expect anything. I only thing I expected was them to hold up to what they said they were going to be. They said they were not going to be anything like WWE. That was the main thing they said at damn near every press conference they had, every interview they had, and all it took was one full year on TV and it's WWE light. They're getting ready to have freaking an award ceremony. What the hell you need an award ceremony for? So you're going to just do the slammies too? But that's not on television. That's on that's on the Bleacher Report. That's what their, their side company that they work alongside is putting that on. That'd be that'd be no different than WWE holding the slammies on the network, though. And it's no different than the Pro Wrestling Illustrated putting out awards for their magazine every year. Like they're not it's putting a, it on TV, and nobody recognizes the Pro Wrestling Illustrated awards. They're not acknowledged on TV. They they acknowledge them on uh, AEW television. They acknowledge with John Moxley being number one on the PWI 500. They 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 recognized uh, Orange Cassie is like the most improved uh, for the the most popular wrestler in 2020. They just did a video on that before uh, jumping on it. They they recognize some of those things as well. They recognize that the the Cody versus Dustin match uh, uh, at Fighter Fest. I think it was Fighter Fest or maybe uh, bef- the pay per view before that was like the best match there. They recognize the Meltzer. Award awards and the and the PW and the you know pro wrestling uh the, the f4w uh awards and things like that they recognize those as well like i get it i also friendly with those people too so it's almost aw like you said they're all d- being different and, or doing things you know wwe does different things by choice and aw needs to do things different out of necessity I think AEW just recognizes there's more in the world of wrestling than just one thing. And WWE until fairly recently recognizes that people came from other products and they mentioned other products. Like I read an article that Daniel Bryan uh, and AJ Styles' feud back in the ring of honor days. And they used footage and photos from ring of honor. And to me, that was a huge thing after years and years of saying like they're in their own bubble, they're in their own universe. They're in their own, you know, world because they were. You right, know, that they were, and then even still, when they brought guys from independence, they could for a long time. WWE actually was enough to there, they could take a guy from the independence that was well known on the independence or in other, you know, uh, other organizations, change them, make them something into their universe, and it worked. And they had a good tracker track record with that. You know, they had more wins than losses in that for a very long time. 
So they got into a mindset to where we don't need to acknowledge anybody from the outside. We don't need to acknowledge what I have inside our bubble. I think because we're that good. And then it got to a point where they didn't have a choice. And with somebody like AJ Isles and someone like Daniel Bryan, like you, you have to acknowledge it with those two guys. They right. didn't acknowledge right. anything when it came to AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. And they had a very good feud in New Japan. This and they didn't acknowledge it at all. So they pick and choose when they want to acknowledge it only if they have to or not, or if it if it may sound good to them. I just think so, that like the idea of not recognizing work from anywhere else and you're on a bigger platform is kind of foolish. Like if you, you, I'm not saying like, you don't need to run down on television, you know, every little belt they ever won or everything. But if you're doing one of their, you know, AEW's podcast or a YouTube interview, or you can, you could talk about some of that stuff, then they can mention some of that work outside. Like this is what these people did overseas or in these companies or whatnot. And then you're on TNT and like, this is AEW. Now this is like a new start for you. So they understand the history, but they also don't erase the history. They don't try to hide the history as well. I think it's it, they right. recognize what's what's going on. And right. I, again, but when, and you're, but when you're a company like WWE, you didn't have to because no. it was already acknowledged that you know WWE was the top of the food chain. Right. I mean, they didn't do it with a guy like Vader. Yeah. You know, they didn't do it with Vader. Hell, they didn't even do it with Shawn Michaels and right. Marty Jannetty when they were the Rockers. Mm-hmm. And you can go back and watch their AWA stuff. That was anything. That was light years better than anything they did in WWE, mm-hmm. unless they were wrestling, um, you know, the Brainbusters or the Heart Foundation. Right. So, and, and just to to kind of get you know to to continue what you were saying uh, with WWE versus AEW versus everything else, and. We talk a lot about here. I know Peapod, this is you haven't been here in a while, but mm-hmm. like I'll talk about ratings now and again. And uh, because ratings do play a factor on who's watching, yeah, and you know, that's going to determine future contracts and what they're getting from these networks. We know a lot of people don't mention AEW's contract is humongous with, with TNT with Turner. I mean, it was what three or four years and 170 million. And uh, and I know that uh, I listened to the podcast, uh, Talk is Jericho with Cody and they were talking about that. And I mean, it's the same thing with WWE and why they split with Fox versus why they're with USA. And now NBC USA is pissed off because raw is bringing in less than 2 million viewers a week. And while SmackDown on Fox is bringing more than 2 million viewers a week. So they are just pissed and want to see all these different things. And, um, you know, NXT is pulling what we anticipated of NXT of, you know, 600, 700,000 people while AEW is anywhere from eight to, you know, 800, thousand to a million on average and i think we could see it i mean we they know we know aew is not going to be wwe nothing's going to be that nothing's going to tear down wwe and that's why you know vince everything stops with vince and that's why things are the way they are now why goldberg's back why adam pierce who many people don't know adam pierce's past and you guys do but way too late (laughs) in the game at this point to have him fighting roman reigns way too late Five, yeah. five, five, seven years, way too late. Yeah. Like, Adam uh, Pierce was NWA champion. Multiple right. NWA world champion. Unreal. He was he was and the he was, guy for that company yeah. before Nick Aldis was. 
Like he kept a or the NWA afloat mm-hmm. until um, what's his name, Smashing Pumpkins bought it. Like <laughs> Billy Corgan, yeah, Billy Corgan, yeah. Like he kept it afloat though. Like, and it, and AEW doesn't need to be WWE, but you need to have enough interest and enough people to be interested on not your product for to not WWE product to hurt them in the long run. And obviously the existence of AEW has helped all wrestlers. Oh yeah. More. Yeah. And competition. Everybody needs competition. I don't mm-hmm. care who you are. Like I'm in business. We're all in business. We need competition to thrive. If we're not always going to be the best option for people, we would like to think we are. We're not always going to be the best. And that's just the same as wrestling. WWE is not the best for some people. AEW is not the best for some people. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people don't talk about it. We do about New Japan and Ring of Honor and NW or Impact and uh, everything else. But my concern with AEW is far less, you know, Cody's concern. It's I know it's along the lines. Like I, I love, I, I like Cody Rhodes a lot, and I liked it. You know, he's trying to do his thing. My fear is. And what I saw is, and I said this to these guys when Cody and the Young Bucks became, you know, executive vice presidents Mm -hmm. uh, with Tony Khan is, okay, I don't want to see another WCW because it started out like Hogan and your other guys. Granted, Hogan's Hogan. Right. And nobody's going to be him. But they were not, you know, making creative decisions Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Little creative. But then it got big. Kevin Nash, we can talk about that all day. Yeah. But, like, I don't want, and I hope it doesn't happen with Cody like his ego getting in the way. I don't see it happening, but that's my fear is like that or the young bucks. I'm like, why do the young bucks need the titles? They don't. Why does Cody need it? And I know Cody with the TNT title was a thing, but I'm like, he doesn't need it. And I don't need him. It reminds me too much of triple H keeping a title, you know? And like, I get scared about that. I think, I think that's a big worry. And I think that's, and I think they recognize it as well. And I think at the end of the day, they also, it's all filtered to Tony Khan. And right. Tony Khan has the final, like, they even said, like, the EVPs and other things will come up together, and then it goes to Tony Khan, and Tony Khan has the final say. But that's like Vince. Like, think back in the past. Vince, certain people at his ear, Triple H, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, he mm-hmm. would do any, like, Shawn Michaels, we all know the shit he put Vince through in the 90s. Oh, yeah. If it was anybody else, he was yeah. gone. Yeah. You know, but Vince still rode that, rode that pony. I and, think a uh, lot of I think a lot of people are afraid of that, and and yeah. I th- and, and and so am I. And I think and I think they're they're hypersensitive. That's why nothing happened in their first year, where like literally the elite all got beat down cons- constantly, and and it was the come up and everything. And I think in year two, and like I think Cody is moving less and less in the spotlight, even though he is like a name and one of the big names there, I think he's becoming less and less in the spotlight. He's going to be moving a little bit towards the back. I I mean, he's even said, he's like at 40, he goes at 40. I don't want to wrestle another match. Like I'm done. Like I want to move into like entertainment and and work on the business. He's even talked about running for office in his hometown in, 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 uh, in Atlanta. And, um, I, I think a lot of things and I, and yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't think bucks necessarily need the titles, but let them have this run. And, and the tag team scene in, in AEW is, is, is very immersed. And there's a lot of places that they can move on from there. Um, and it doesn't always necessarily have to be the, you know, the FTR versus young bucks feud, which as much as I, I at, at first loved FTR and the idea of them coming to AEW, I find them very annoying now. And not even just like as a, Hey, I'm supposed to hate these guys. Cause they're heels. No, I think these guys just like legit don't like 
a lot of modern wrestling. And I don't, and they're like almost, and they're big fans of Jim Cornette. So I don't know if that's part character or that's like legitimately like they're sided with Cornette. And don't get me wrong, Cornette may have a good good point of view here and there, but he's also super jaded about everything. And it just it just sours the note. Like things evolve, tastes evolve, things change, and yeah, a lot of things. You know, uh, you know, us, all of us are roughly around the same age. So stuff that we liked as kids, and now we see as adults, and seeing kids what our age are uh, when we were back then, and what they're getting into, we kind of just like shake our head at it. Like maybe we can understand it. Like don't get me wrong, personally, I don't, I can't stand TikTok and the idea of TikTok, but like. I get it. I, I understand why the appeal is, and I understand why they do it. But you know, it's not. We were all me. doing the same shit on MySpace. Exactly. We were doing all the silly, silly, goofy shit uh, back in the day, and you know, we didn't. But we necessarily didn't have you know supercomputers and cameras in our hands. Like you know, they they are super connected with the world on an instant notice than we were as uh, uh, as kids so it's just it's different tastes and different things evolve and i think you know i i think a lot of the argument about what's going on with you know cody doesn't need a title and i'm sure down the line cody's going to end up being world champion for a hot minute just so he can at least have that one time with the bell and saying hey i was a world champion and then going on like when he won the nwa world's heavyweight champion at all in like that was just kind of like all right i just did this and that's it like I don't think a lot of them are going to actively, at least I hope, actively bury the other talents that they really want to push and mold and, and move forward. See, well, to that it. point, though, like, okay, so, you you know, you say you don't want it to be, you know, like WCW or even, you know, like the Shawn Michaels era at WWF. Mm-hmm. But if you look back and you look at that roster, Shawn Michaels, WWF, before Steve Austin got there, there was shit on that roster. That mm-hmm. roster wasn't shit. So Vince almost didn't have a choice but to let Shawn Michaels do that because good or bad, Shawn Michaels got attention to the product. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, he tried fucking main event with Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bigelow. You know? And so, I mean, Shawn and, and even those WCW days when kind of towards the end when Kevin Nash had the book or whatever, you know, he even said it himself. Who can you trust to get what you want across? Mm-hmm. You know, hell, Ric Flair did it. Ric Flair did it in early 90s WCW. Mm-hmm. Dusty Rhodes did it. You know, these, you know, whoever, if you put a wrestler in the uh, in that position uh, in charge of the book, they're going to do what they trust. And they're only going to have people that they can trust. And who else can you trust more than yourself to get your point, you know, get what you want to do across. And this is honestly the big fear about what's happening with AEW right now, because the first year, I mean, you know, all three of us on the show, we were excited about AEW. We were excited about how, you know, um, uh, Bucks and Omega and Cody were all EVPs or whatever, and yet they weren't putting themselves in the center of the show. I mean, hell, even Chris Jericho didn't even put himself in the, in the center as center of attention, you know, on the show. But I think what's happened, and this is the, I think this is the secret that they don't want to say, that they gave all these other guys a year to try to figure out how to get over and how to make themselves recognized to bring back that lapsed fan 
to bring in new fans, to bring in guys other than your indie fans, to build or bring in your indie fans and then build upon that. And they gave them a year and nobody stepped up. I disagree. I, I absolutely Arnett disagree. Stepped up. Um, Orange Cassidy was a flop. Orange we Cassidy is not about, a flop. We Are you were kidding all me? excited about Orange Cassidy. And then we seen what he couldn't do. And it's like, oh, all right, that's it. No, I mean, not, all three of us were still, I'm still kind of excited about Darby Allen. He doesn't I'm need still Sting. still about Darby Allen. Yeah, he doesn't need Sting. What does he need Sting for? I, it's just pointless. They're, they're that's, trying to he figure doesn't out need what sting. to do. Now, the Sting thing, that's so Sting can go out on his own. Yeah. Like, instead is, of being injured by Seth Rollins, and this is, that's this how is, he ends. This is Sting's final hurrah. <laughs> And, no, and, and I think that three times. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Just like Goldberg too. Just I think, right. I, I <laughs> think, yeah. but Sting at least seen, stayed away a little bit. No, I think, this is Sting seeing uh, seven zeros on a paycheck. And well, saying, hell like, you yeah. Know what? Hell yeah, yeah, exactly. I, uh, I'm going to take a last, I'm going to have a last hurrah too. If you give me seven zero. Why, why do you think we're going to see Brock Lesnar? We're going to see Brock Lesnar in about eight months. Why do you right. think? I why think... the hell do you think Ric Flair keep coming back? <laughs> I... Why do you think Terry keep coming back? Because they keep well, Rick, putting Rick has no money. <laughs> right. Well, Rick yeah, owes his life to Vince. Yeah. yeah, he probably still in debt to Vince. But... I, uh, I, I, <laughs> That's I why don't... Terry keep coming back. I don't. I. I don't. I. I'm going to disagree with you about the idea of like nobody put themselves over. I. I. I disagree, wholeheartedly on that because I feel like you. I mean, you did say Darby Allen put himself over, and Orange Cassidy did, but I think you know Jurassic Express did very well. I think Best Friends did well. I think you know a lot more people are getting uh, hip to the more time he's in the ring. I think Wardlow is a tremendous talent. Uh, doing more with that. I think, you know, once inner circle breaks up, I think MJF being the biggest bastard of that whole roster, like even he didn't on the, need to be in the inner circle. That was the problem. Right. He didn't and need that. He was already the biggest bastard before because they threw him in with inner circle to make Chris Jericho look better because that's going to be the biggest heel in freaking pro wrestling. Because it's Period. the start of Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. And Sammy Guevara is another one who's done very well to put himself over. Uh, you know, he though they're going to break up the inner circle or he's going to break it within themselves. And you're going to see a Chris Jericho face run towards the end of his career. And I think Chris I don't Jericho need in the next. Chris Jericho face you run. Don't, you don't need another Hell, Chris Jericho. Hell, if, if Chris Jericho needs to run anywhere, it's on a fucking treadmill. <laughs> I feel like then Chris Jericho, like Chris Jericho is probably not going to wrestle. In like the next five years, like this is no. his final hurrah. He already stopped wrestling as fat as he is. He need to quit. No. All right, all right, all right. I understand. Right. I, I get it. I, <laughs> we I know understand. how you feel about him. Yeah, but Don't like, worry. Oh, but this is it's, what I'm saying. Sammy Guevara. Look what Sammy Guevara did in Lucha Underground. Look what Luchasaurus did on Lucha Underground. Look what MJF did before he even got to AEW. Look what he did in MLW. Um. Look what. I'm not going to say the best friends because Chuck Taylor was trash in New Japan and in Ring of Honor. Hell, Trent was better when he was in Rapongi Vice 
with um oh my gosh. I do. I know. I know. Chuck Taylor's not ever with uh Rocky Romero. That's that. That's yeah, Rocky Romero. About. Yeah. Like, I he, I understand that Chuck Taylor's not everybody's cup of tea, but I I've seen Chuck Taylor in like Chikara and things like that. And Trent is a tremendous talent, and I think not yeah, enough people. They didn't need Trent. That. They Trent gets underrated. I they just didn't need to saddle Trent with Chuck Taylor, man. He could have been. They could have had. You could have had a nice little rivalry for the TNT title. You know, where you could have had Darby Allen and Trent going back and forth with the TNT title, um, or a throw in MJF. You have you can have MJF has a world champion. But this is year two of a company. MJF will be. You wasted a year. Dude, I don't think they wasted. I don't think they wasted a year with their. Absolutely not. MJF fell into their laps in the very beginning. Well, he did. Look at the Cody MJF feud in that. But nobody knows MJF, and now he's still there. Yeah, you got to. Like I I understand. Like I get it. Like, but this is this is all about development. But that's what I'm saying. If you want to start off hot, you want to bring people in. That MJF Cody feud was something to bring people in, and it did. As soon as that feud's over, what do you do? You throw them in a fucking group. With a bunch just, of bumps. Just wait. Just wait. I I I, 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 I think they you, put him in there for a reason to tell a story. Something WWE doesn't do. Yeah, and you long, see it develop. They and but long, if it goes do it nowhere, very badly. Long but if term WWE story. Will tell a story with guys they want to tell a story with. Do they, they don't though? tell stories anymore? Do they though? Like let's <laughs> let's be frank. Like, we need with. respect for. Goldberg from Drew. Yeah. What the fuck for? Like I don't give a it, shit. It's, I I I get like, and maybe it's the time period of just like you want instant gratification, and I understand that you want to see more and everything. But at the same time, like I'm I'm still willing to wait the moment, and see where no, it all I goes want from the there. Shit to make sense. I think it does That's make all sense. We want continuity and well, to make fucking sense. Well, hey, well, uh, continuity. There is continuity. That uh, AEW's done a no great continuity. job. Are you serious? That AW, fucking trash. Done... That trash ass feud between the best friends and um. And and, and powerful. And that was great. That was stupid. Oh, the whole right. point of that feud. What was the point of that feud? Because he bumped into his mom's van. Right, but it's still it's still a story, and it still got developed, and there was still a beginning, middle, and end, and and still it's going to continue. There's a dumbass story with two good times. Hey, man, Green Eggs and Ham is a dumbass story, but it's still popular. I'm sorry, Cody, but we're gonna have to agree to disagree. But (laughs) I, yeah, two good tag teams. Well, no, no, I won't say two good tag teams. I'll say three good wrestlers in a bum. Right. Well, let's let's talk about this. Okay. We know Royal Rumble is going to be garbage. The Royal Rumble might be okay itself. Uh, we'll see. But Drew McIntyre with COVID uh, against the old man. I'm shocked he didn't kill Goldberg with COVID. And then Roman Reigns and hey, Adam. You know, Goldberg didn't give him the COVID. Yeah, that's a, we don't know. Right. He didn't have COVID until Goldberg, Goldberg walked in that Goldberg ring. Until he up, touched right? him with his hands on his chest. Yeah. yeah, they they tried to do the it's it reminded me of the uh, Brett Sting finish or I'm sorry, Brett Shawn Michaels finish in 97 when Brett missed his cue and pissed Shawn off. Mm-hmm. Like that's what that's like what it felt like happened. Like Goldberg was stuttering through the lines and McIntyre's like, hurry the fuck up. Let's go. And right at the end, he pushes them. And it's like, oh, God, this is brutal. Well, here, here's two things. Yeah. I want to move on because we got a lot of stuff. the feud where uh, Drew McIntyre doesn't have respect for the older generation. 
when he never yeah, his whole last few with Randy Orton was in protecting the older generation. <laughs> yeah, right. I know it's yeah. ex- that's exactly the problem. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that's exactly There's the some problem. Continuity and fucking making sense. Well, WWE hasn't made sense in a while. It's Vince, man. He's senile at this point. It ain't, I don't even think it's Vince no more. I, I'm telling you, it's Stephanie and Bruce. I I'm think, I th- yeah, I don't think Triple H, when Triple H shakes over the books, I don't think it's going to be anything different, to be honest. It's going to be NXT. That's what tri- that's what, what tri- it's going to look like. Which will, be, which will be what you talked about with AEW, false finishes, a bunch of high flyers, big or small. Right. And like, yes. I don't mind, I don't mind the, I don't mind the big high flyers, but I don't need to see it because everything else on there is high flying. I don't. Right. I don't, when everybody's doing it, I, when everybody's high point? flying, I don't want to see it. That's but, what um, I'm saying. I like to yeah. see, like we, we talk about, and I think you would agree, Peapod, guys that are wasted or has been wasted for years. Cesaro has been wasted for 15 oh, God. years. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Criminally and, underrated. Oh, uh, absolutely criminally. So Alistair, Alistair Black is is. I feel like once his contract is done, he's either a going back to Europe and doing that scene, or b he'd jump over to AEW in a heartbeat. You know, he'll I, end up back in WWE and they'll put a strap on him in five years, <laughs> like they yeah. did. like the, like they did with Drew Drew McIntyre. Absolutely, <laughs> they would. Uh, no, it'll uh, be Alistair uh, Black is leaving. He's going to Twitch. He ain't doing shit else. He, he might be on Twitch with his wife. Well, yeah. Now, now the one thing I didn't like this last week, I know they're trying to do the whole did the Bullet Club thing to end last week, and I'm like, ah. Oh. And it, you know what pissed off Tamataga? He is pissed. Well, yeah, and that was also the story. That? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's like. I feel like, and and I will also agree on this. I think the Bullet Club thing is going to the well one too many times. Yes. But again, at the see, same time, like, see. like, and, and I. And, and, and I understand, I get it. But like, this was also like the whole story, like the good brothers were going to be part of, uh, AW on the first episode, like the idea of the inner circle, if, if the good brothers did not sign with WWE, um, the, you, the inner circle would not be led by Chris Jericho, but it would actually be led by Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows and that group against the elite. Uh, because of that history between all the all the bullet clubs and everything, and like the bullet club is like the hottest name. So you'd uh, have had, uh, so you'd have bullet club black and white against bullet club Wolfpack. I mean, I mean, uh, like you just you jumped ahead like one moment for me. Uh, it's like the bullet club's probably the biggest name in, in wrestling that people recognize since the NWO. And it's you know it doesn't matter where you are in the wrestling thing, you're always gonna catch a bullet club shirt. Does, doesn't matter if you know what was happening or you were a fan or you watched it or not, you know what it, what it was and it was recognizable. And I think that's what's developing. And I think, again, it, 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 I, think, I think this all plays part with the whole Kenny Omega and going over to impact. And, you know, it's all this, pre, this history. And again, like if you're, if you don't know who these people are, you can, you can go back and learn the history. Like I would, I would think if I didn't know the history of the bullet club and I didn't know why the relationship between Kenny Omega, Omega and Young Bucks and Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, like where are all this guys? I would go back and figure out like where all these are connected and go, oh, what's this New Japan? Oh, what's this Ring of Honor? What? And hopefully you would discover more wrestling. And I think maybe that's what AEW is trying to do. But again, this is a short-term story. This is only going to go. I don't know, maybe the next few months and then it's going to be dropped and it's going to be something else. And impacts is continue doing their thing. And AEW is going to continue to do their thing or so, maybe they'll go ahead. No, go ahead. I was, I, cause I got a question. My only question is how much longer 
are people like you going to give AEW a pass for doing WWE shit? I'm not giving them a pass. Because if a well, they're already starting to do it. But if WWE did, well, hell, they're doing it right now. But if WWE did some of the same shit that AEW's doing, then it's getting shit on. I, I, I'm not giving it a pass. I, I recognize, like I said, I'm, I'm not a blind follower. I'm not going to say it's better than that. I recognize where the arguments are. Um, I'm not giving it a pass. I want hey, to see like them. That, yeah. I just want like to that, see them. that best friends and Santana, you know, that I was entertained that by that. I enjoyed if that. WWE did that. People would shit all over it and be pissed off. Yeah. But it and also brought it also we but, all but it, know it but it also brought so many people who are a fan of somebody's real life mother and i think that's absolutely hilarious when people are begging to see trent's mother and cheering for her and and saying that she's more over and then you see her in like being the and elite. they cheer for buff bagwell's mom too the same damn way yeah and when, they yeah, probably- when that happened no when it happened in wcw they shit all over that because you brought Judy Bagwell and you got Judy Bagwell on a fucking pole. And yet now all of a sudden when AEW does it, it's cool and it's funny. No, that I, shit I, needs I, to be shit on too. Like I, you got shit on back then. I understand. I, I get it. I, I understand how hurt you are, thing. but I, 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 I it's don't. It's the same thing. I, I, it, Your it mom is, it should is be not. getting over than you. Your think, mother should not be more over than you. When you're out here freaking getting pow driven under the hood of a fucking car and yet everybody's worried about your mom in the fucking driver's seat i think the best no. i think i think the best i think best friends were also over before the before coven and the and and everything that has happened and it's hard to gauge a lot of these new things that they've been trying to do due to covid because there's not a lot of those people and not seeing what's going over but you can see the sales on you can see the sales on pro wrestling tees you can see what the talk is on you know online you can see in some of the in the ratings and also the demographics yes, there's not like there's no new people there's I, no new people there it's all overlapping from Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW. It's, like you it's, can look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. You want to bring up new. numbers. I'm not talking about t-shirt sales. I'm talking about people actually watching the show. And there are that many more people watching the show than WWE's C show on Wednesday nights. Not their main network shows, their C show, their quote unquote minor league show. The only time since the very beginning they cracked a million viewers was when Sting showed up. No, that is incorrect because and it's because there have been times when AEW and NXT were both going not co- competing with each other. AEW would score close to a million. NXT would actually also score close to a million. The, yeah, the when audience one or the other is not on, but the yet, audience- when they're both going head to head. There's still no more than eight hundred thousand people watching each show at the same that is, time. That is that, and but the but but, but the combined score, they do up to SmackDown. They do more than Raw, exactly, and they're that's almost up to first Raw. Thank you, Raw. Yeah, but it's that's just, one show. So we, yeah, we, one have about, show. we have about we have about one point eight million wrestling fans. It's <laughs> total it's anymore. Right. It, yeah, it's carryover from other companies, but does the the fan that like that listen that watches WWE or the lapsed fan that only knew about WWE is coming to an AEW? Do they know or exist about Ring of Honor or Chikara or New Japan or things like that? Not necessarily. So it's new to them, but it's not new to us 
who have are wrestling fans and have gone through the years of developing and finding other things. But you know, nobody knew is watching though. I, the two it, shows on Wednesday night combined don't it, add up to the Monday night show. But, but also the, the wrestling that night show is trash. But the Go fact ahead, they could get there in a year and like impact is still at about 140,000 mm-hmm. how many years in and i know yeah, it's switched over several times cable access right now yeah but what did AEW do they bought into that after three sold out shows and said yeah we'll give you a tv deal impact can't do that because nobody can find impact yeah because impact it bounces around and also is yeah, air it makes Twitch. a difference that they're on tnt well i mean yeah, what it was they on- had to get there and yeah they did it in three shows yeah, yeah they did also, it when impact was on spike tv they were getting those numbers when they yeah. were on spike tv there it is. they that, were getting aew they were getting aew numbers on spike tv hell they were getting aew numbers on fox sports net when they were on fox or on there so that's what i'm saying you're not getting like how are you getting new people but when you're not even doing better than impact at its peak that's the that's also the problem because the wrestling world is also is also kind of getting lower in general like it's not as popular it's not as big as the heyday as it was in like the attitude era and maybe like even before then in the 80s and 90s like the pro wrestling world has definitely you know diminished it's not as height thing it it might you're not going to see waves of waves of people again um, I think that time has come and gone, unfortunately, but you're still having the people that you, you got, and maybe you can have some more or some new stuff and everything. And who knows what's going to happen after post pandemic, when you see these shows again, and these wrestlings can travel, how many more people are going to be coming on who's going to be bringing but it on if people, but if you can watch it on TV and you see it shit on TV, why would you travel to go see it in person when it's but shit? It's also, but it's also your opinion that is quote-unquote shit. Well, obviously, I'm not the only one that has that opinion, though. And correct, and it's not my opinion also, and I'm not the only opinion that think that I, I, I entertain about it. It's like, just, I'm I, a wrestling nerd. Like I'm still going to watch it because I want it to get better. Right. I hope it gets better. I, but I, at the same time, I we're think going they, on... As we're almost going on, you know, 12 years of it not being better. You, I, so you might I, have a bright spot here and there. I'm not saying it's totally not better. You're going to have a bright spot here and there. But overall, the majority of it is not good. I I think they are doing something. It's a, it's a new way of, of thinking and a new way of evolving and a new way of wrestling and everything and a new way of entertaining. And I think we, we just have to wait and see where it goes. Yep. I understand. I understand where you're coming from and I, and I appreciate our discussions throughout all of this and the, the opposing opinions, but at the same time, at, at this juncture with not many fans in a, in a, in a pandemic where everybody and their mother is stressed out to the gills when there is to be frank, a little bit more important things to worry about right now. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, like if one can be escaped to, to wrestling in general, whether it is WWE, whether it is AEW or anything like that, I think that is a win for anybody. Um, but but yeah, I, I understand, but yeah, but nobody's using wrestling as an escape. Like the ratings on a All lot right. of TV shows are up higher now because people are at home watching them. People are inside because they have to be, you know, like subscriptions to Netflix and Hulu and, and things like that are going up because of this pandemic. But yet wrestling still isn't going up. 
It's, and there's more wrestling on TV than there ever was at any given time. You could easily watch pro wrestling on TV every day of the week if you chose to. So, and so, yet the numbers are not going up. So then, what do you suggest? So don't blame that. You can't blame the pandemic. I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm not. I'm not blaming the. But pandemic. I know. But you can't use it as a scapegoat either. I'm not, it's not a scapegoat. It's it's truly. I'm just saying that in general, like the wrestling world over the the decades have decreased in general. Way before that, AEW was was a was a was a fever dream of somebody. Like yeah, it, because, it was way like before I said, that. Like it's going down because it's not making sense anymore. Is there's no continuity anymore. If this was a regular sitcom or a TV show with, you know, other people's money into it, it'd have been canceled by now. And but I think when that- you have two federations, right? You have two organizations right now ran by uh, one's ran by a multimillionaire and the other is ran by a billionaire. They can pour their own money and resources into it if they want to. No wait, the, Vince, Vince is a billionaire too. <laughs> be a multi-millionaire <laughs> he ain't doing any Saudi shows yet so he do another Saudi show he'll probably be, <laughs> he'll be back up to a billion again. yeah he'll be back up to a billion no we'll but, see yeah. I mean yeah but that's what I mean like if this was other people's money like we wouldn't even have pro wrestling right now you gotta think these organizations these wrestling organizations are run by you know, basically one person or, or owned rather owned by one person. So that's their money and their resources in it. Right. Well, you know, I wanted to spend 30 minutes on that and we spent an hour and 15, so that's good. <laughs> um, we can continue on because there's some other things I do want to talk about. Um, <laughs> well, Cody, please try not to make this go. Cause I know you're going to hate this. So Nikki Bella came out on a podcast Oh, and said great. that she would love to be part of the creative writing team. <laughs> <laughs> can't get worse, can it? Right. Right. There you go. Like you, it can't get no worse. That's why. That's why what not? I said. I'm just like, hey, maybe, maybe she's a savant. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I I mean, why not? I doubt it. But you know, who knows? You can't get no worse. Right. Oh God! And then what were you talking about that you thought me and Peapod were mentioning? What did what did you? Because you sounded like you had something too. Oh, the the AEW Slammies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Talking yeah. about that. So, yeah, but yeah, did you? Slammy, see, what do you? Gonna... Yeah, whatever they're gonna call them, the AEW yeah. AEW Bleachies, whatever. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the um, uh, what do you think about? JDs. Right, you know, hard to kill this is this weekend. And Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown are going to be the new commentating team. What do you guys think about that? Hey, it's a step up from what it's been. Yeah, what, Josh yeah, Matthews, Josh, right? Ma- Josh Matthews' yeah. voice Michael Cole me. Jr. Oh. <laughs> I, I enjoy Matt Stryker on commentary, and uh, yeah, I've yeah. never heard D'Lo Brown on commentary, So I, but I always enjoyed D'Lo Brown. He's D'Lo's a very charismatic bad. guy, so I'm, I'm, I'm for it. So I mean, D'Lo, when he did his um, and he did his interviews on Dark Side of the Ring, I thought was well spoken and um, had some good things to say. So if he's as long, I I mean, obviously he will be the color guy. Matt Stryker will be your Matt Stryker will be the uh, you know play by play your general play by play on that. Yeah, D'Lo did a few episodes of Impact. um, uh, I want to say during like the Aces and Eights. 
uh, mm. uh, thing that they did. Him and Taz were doing commentary, and they actually sounded not half bad. So, yeah, I mean, it's anything better than freaking Josh Matthews. Because, I mean, <laughs> hell, it was uh, him and, and Madison Rain, And I don't know, that's about the second biggest mystery behind how The Miz got Maurice. So, <laughs> God, I, I can't stand The Miz. He's such a cuck. Jesus. Uh, like that dude. I don't understand I don't why. Know, anybody, that, that's I don't what understand. they need to. That's what they need to change their tag team name to the Cucks. <laughs> the they Cuck should. Boys. Yeah. The, uh, and, John Morrison's, and John Morrison's damn entertaining, but Jesus, putting those two together, like I, I liked them I, when they first first came together, but like now they're just irritating me. Because they're both cucks. That's why. Yeah, pretty much. You get that reminder, you you know, you see Batista walk through the locker room every, you know, three months. <laughs> not knowing or knowing that he's getting a bigger paycheck for showing up for three hours, so, and he, you know, and he was piping your girl, yeah, in front of you, like, yeah. Man, I was like, I'd have had to shoot him. I do, but I, so I do miss Batista, but I, I, I don't really want to see him back in the wrestling ring. I think he's doing a great yeah. job in, uh, as a what he is in the movies. I'd rather see him right. in Goldberg. Well, agree. Cody, did you, have you figured out that question yet? The answer to the the big question from something to wrestle. What's the big question? How big is Batista's dick? <laughs> oh shit! Ask, <laughs> ask John Morrison. Well, yeah, he might know. <laughs> he really did uh, it after it. Yeah, no shit. The um. All right, so <laughs> I got to get your thoughts. I'm gonna read through them, and just tell me if any of these people should be on this top ten list. So Sports Illustrated came out with their top 10 wrestlers of 2020. And I'm going to mm. read them 1 to 10. Oh, I heard about this. I one. forgot who was on it, though. And you tell me who actually deserves to be there. 1, Sasha Banks. 2, John Moxley. 3, Drew McIntyre. 4, Naito. 5, Kenny Omega. 6, Bailey. 7, Io Shirai. 8, Kota Ibushi. 9, Roman Reigns. 10, Eddie Kingston. Why is Io Shirai on that top 10 list? As much as yeah. I enjoy Io Shirai, she hasn't really done much. Right Why now. is Eddie Kingston on there? I was about to say, was Eddie Kingston just that fat piece of shit on my TV a little bit ago? Oh, man. That, that's Big disappointing. Man. I love Eddie Kingston. I think that, that no. dude is just a hoss, no. and it's great on the microphone, and, it, and I think he's great in mouthpiece, but... That's great, but he shouldn't wear a one-piece. He should just wear that T-shirt. Oh, yeah, he's out here in that onesie. Yeah, yeah that, that is a little is he, rough. But is he looking yeah, like Bastion Booger? He looks like me right now. I just you know, haven't, <laughs> haven't worked out in a year and a half. Uh, you know, so, so like a hundred days hanging. Pounds. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> take. Uh... No. <laughs> I mean, I get, I get, I get, I understand the Eddie Kingston, but I've I've seen Eddie Kingston grow as a performer for for a good decade. I so can agree I, with that. I I. I th I'm I'm excited that he's getting a chance at least on TNT, and I think he's doing a uh, a good job. And and I think he also will be the first person to recognize uh, that he is not in the best shape if he can. So <laughs> yeah, no, no, no kidding. So yeah, are I mean, any but... anybody anybody should be on this top ten list? Naito, Oscar. I think should be there. Yeah, uh, Oscar should be on there. Oscar should Oscar yeah. should she's not she's not she there. Should be on there. So I, of I the people, she should have been on there. Well, yeah, first, I think so. of the people here, of the people on this list, who belongs here? I, why is Sasha number one? That's I don't my know. Question. I really don't know. Uh, 
Like she I think Nia Jax this it. year, did she? Wasn't she her? Yeah, no, she did. Yeah, her and she Bailey. Yeah. Some. Yeah, Who, that, her and Bailey carried freaking WWE through all this. But then shit. she was they gone did. for. They but did. she was gone for how many yeah. months? Like but half the year. She was gone for a little bit though, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. she was I, gone for like half bit, the year. I, I think the Sasha Bailey feud. The Sasha Bailey feud kept everything going. Was was probably one of the better feuds of 2020. Absolutely, I I will recognize yeah. that. Yeah, they um, should be one and two, if not so, you know yeah. one one through three. One, you know Bailey Bailey should be number one. Sasha Banks should be either two or three, no lower than four. Um, I put Roman Reigns a little bit lower only because he, yeah, well, he was came nine. on late. Yeah, yeah I think I think nine. I think nine's appropriate. This year he could yeah. go up, definitely. Um, if he keeps, I cannot, if they keep him how he is. But my fear with WWE yeah. is they'll fucking waste it like they did The Fiend, who could have been the greatest thing ever, and they fucking they don't know what to do with it. Right, right. Well, personally, I'm not a fan of him, but I understand the story and the development and the coverage. I, 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 I kind of like to, I like to see why I understand why Naito made the list. Oh, um, Naito has been carrying New Japan for the last like see, two, I'm, years. Personally, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Naito. I don't understand the, the appeal. I think he's a, annoying as hell. I hate his. He's finisher. Orange Cassidy, but could actually wrestle. I, I I just I don't understand. Yeah, uh, that's what he is. Tell, He's but... Orange Cassidy. He comes out. He don't care about nothing. He don't give a fuck about nothing. Right. But, I don't know. Maybe I'm more entertained by Orange Cassidy. I don't know. But but, but yeah. at least they at least they put the title on Abushi. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My well, fear but, was the next night. <laughs> yeah. I, mine as well. Mine as well. Yeah, I thought they were really going to hot shot it. Yeah, but for a while, Abushi didn't need the title. Right. No, no I, I agree. Didn't need either one. I think it's and, just his I mean, time now. Yeah. Like, it's time for him to carry the company, which he can. Well, he's got to merge Ricotta the internet. had his time. Yeah. But were uh, you at all Jay concerned that they were going to try to put it on? But were you concerned that they were going to put it on Jay White? Yes. Like, a night after well, putting it on Ibushi? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was they were gonna do it at. Well, I, I figured they were going to try to do it at, like, New Year's Dash or something. Yeah. That was that was the I only thing I was worried about, like. You know, Coda having a uh, one or two day reign, right? And then the, that's but exactly it would have right. been, but it was, but since Jay White is a heel and Kota Bushi is a face, and in New Japan they actually realize there's a heel face dynamic, mm-hmm. they would have probably screwed Kota Bushi out of the title somehow, and then they would have had that feud to carry until probably the G1. Mm-hmm. Like the Okada but, and know, Osprey match. What's Speaking that? of that, did you like the Okada and Osprey match on night one? It was okay. I liked it. I mean, it, it was all right. Um, I've soured upon definitely about Osprey. Yeah, Osprey has grown though. I like this Osprey heel, man. No, and, I don't. I, 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 it's cool that he's a heel now and he's starting his own. Like, I, I think yeah. it's time for a new faction in New Japan. Absolutely, I think that's kind of cool. And I, and Jeff Cobb, holy crap, Jeff Cobb, I love Jeff yeah. Cobb. I'm glad and it I'm, all makes. I'm just in the, in the biggest thing. It all makes sense. It does, uh, but I'm still. Osprey didn't want to be in Okada Shadow. Mm-hmm. He found some people to run with him. Right. He has his own group now, and and Osprey's a heel, and he I, changed his moveset too. I really want to see the the Jeff Cobb Shingo never open weight match because I heard right. that that match was incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was, it, dude. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, I'm still kind of because I thought Jeff was gonna win because I feel like when they had the what was going, what what happened? Um, 
Cody, what was going on? Uh, oh God. When they had that B block, a block, um, when Jeff uh, Cobb G1? came in, thank the you. The G one climax. G1, yeah. Thank you. So at the G one climax, and it was a 30th one, like Jeff Cobb didn't do as well as I thought he was going to. So when I, we got to wrestle mm-hmm. kingdom, I'm like, Oh, he's probably going to win. So I got let down again, but I think as a wrestling mm-hmm. fan, I like that. I like being let down. Like I have hopes, like he's going to fucking win, finally going to win. And then he doesn't. So I'm like, that's what I remember as a wrestling fan. I hate now that we can go into, and we all know, cause we make picks for WWE and AEW that I can get 90% of them right every single time. Yeah. And, and Parrot the can get 10% of, of them right. Cause he goes opposite of me every single yeah. time. You know? And that's the, that's the new Japan. We would Japan. never get. Yeah. No. And that's the thing. Like, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if Jeff Cobb came in to WWE new, they would have had him come in and lose for two months straight. And then by and then they were trying to turn him. And then by then, after those two months, because he's lost every freaking week, nobody would have cared about him. Right. Well, yeah, that's the problem with WWE right now. They don't give time to develop uh, their new superstars at all. They think three weeks, and if they're not over in three weeks, that's it. And they could do so much more with a lot more talent they got. And, um, and I, I want to run this by before we, we keep continuing on with the show. Uh, we can do one of two things here, Peapod. We can go short into music later on, or we can save it for another show in a couple weeks. I'm, I'm down to talk about it. All right. Oh, real quick, man. What, what uh, personality of Matt Hardy is this now? I <laughs> literally I I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm just kind of over Matt Hardy like I, yeah. the, the broken gimmick was lightning in a bottle and impact and that's it and they keep re-emulating it and it's not working no it's not. I mean they gonna I mean what are they gonna dunk his head in a bucket next time and I mean it was funny the know. first time they did it at the stadium <laughs> yeah like I and don't then I'm I like just, ah stop doing it just like I I don't yeah. know I I understand what Matt Hardy's trying to do and like there was a bit on being the elite a couple weeks ago where he's just like, you know, like I'm and like, it was like almost a strange heel turn out of nowhere. And I love what, like, uh, like I understand the BTE and like, sometimes it annoys me. Like it is a shared universe for AEW, but it's not like there's things that happen in BTE that don't necessarily happen well or get portrayed well on television. Oh, so you're talking about like that. the DCEU. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as much as I am a DC fan of the characters and, the, and a lot of the comics, I, I think their movies are garbage, unfortunately. Um, uh, but, you know, I understand like the, the shared world and everything. And that's how like a lot of people got over. It was because of BTE. I mean, hell, that's how the elite happened. That's how AEW happened just because of that little YouTube show. And, and, it, and it worked well. It's using new media to get over new storylines when you don't have a like 6,000 hours of television uh, or whatnot. But, you know, I, I, there was a moment that Matt Hardy's just like, I gave all my stuff, all my body over the years. And I come to this company to just refresh myself and I screw up. And all I got was just hate and hate and hate. And I'm like, okay, well, that's it. You know what? You guys want to hate on me? Then I'm going to do everything in my power to, to make you hate me. And, and, and I get, it, I understand. And, and, you know, as much as I liked but private party, at first, like nobody wants to hate Matt Hardy. Right. But and he's he also coming it all. Is. It's coming off into the history and everything. No. Yeah, it's like we know who you are, dude. Like we can't hate you. And, yeah. I mean, it's just like Jeff Hardy. You can't hate Jeff Hardy either. No, and 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 like, but you can't hate either one of them. It's getting to the and point Matt like tries. I, 
I, I like I said, I I recognize like certain things, and I get I like certain things, and I understand what what they're doing, but I'm not fully. I I won't sign off fully on all the stuff they're doing. So, um, I I I get it. Uh, anyway, Gary, go go on. No, 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 we're we're good. So if there's one person that you could add to that list that wasn't on that list, just one, who would it be? That top ten list. Hmm. Because I'm trying to rack my brain and who who moved the needle. I mean, like I enjoyed the 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 development of like code that that Cody and Darby story had when they finally like every time Cody and Darby Allen met up, like Cody always won, but Darby Allen did better each time to the point where at the pay-per-view he scored the TNT title. So I think that's really good. I mean, honestly. I, I want to say, I think putting Brody Lee on that list would have been pretty good because I think if as much as it was a tragedy and, and it's uh, unfortunate that hard. yeah, like he, even hard, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, I think he would have done something really big. Unfortunately, if you know, there wasn't a pandemic, it was just bad timing on all, all, all fronts. But I think like he really, really worked and did better on making uh, at least dark order less goofy than it was initially. And now they're developing all these new characters and the new layers of the onions of the, uh, of those characters. Um, and you know, I, I wish he would have done more and had the opportunity to do more. So maybe, maybe mostly because of him. Yeah. And so I think before he, before they got him around, they didn't know what the fuck to do with the dark order. I agree. I absolutely agree. And, uh, and and I've, I've, I've been a fan of uh, Stu and Uno for years back when uh, evil Uno was player. Uno is doing the super Nintendo gimmick that somebody would pause his, his on his tights and he wouldn't move the entire time. So like, I, I recognize, I remember that I was in Cleveland when Chikaro was traveling to Cleveland and they put the tag titles on player Uno and, 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 and and at the time before he was Stu Grayson, he was called stupefied. So I was in Cleveland for that Chikaro show when they put the tag titles on. And I remember losing my goddamn mind for that. Cause I think that was awesome. Um, and seeing that develop. So I, I love the development they are doing right now though. And I think that it was the help of Brody Lee, um, for it. Um, but uh, that's the only person really the, at the top of my list, you know, Dar- I mean, I don't think would Darby make a top 10, not this year. No, but I think I like, I liked the, the, the story development that he could have gotten an honorable, honorable mention and maybe at 10 slot instead of Eddie Kingston, maybe. I'd have put Darby in over Eddie Kingston though. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have put Darby in, or I'd have put Ricky Starks in. I'd have put I love MJF Ricky Starks. In. I love Ricky Starks. Like, I'd, I'd have put MJF in. Hell, I'd have put Damian Priest or Rhea Ripley. Yeah. You know what? Like, yeah, I think, and it's unfortunate Rhea Ripley got, like, you know, a bum rap. She should have went over against Charlotte. Dead serious. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, I'm going to. For fun, I was gonna put Pat McAfee in here. I think he deserves to make the list. <laughs> you know what? I'm serious. For fun, because he came in and I was like, "Oh, this is bullshit." And then I'm like, "Okay, all right." He's got the. We he's all said good that. on the mic, Mike, and then he kind of he did impress me in a ring. I'm like, 
All right, because all I can picture him is punting balls <laughs> just yeah. to see him doing this. I'm like, like it's like and him. Then he gets and... into the ring and he's like taller than the whole Undisputed Era. Yeah, no yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> when it's like him Jesus. and Stephen Amell are like the like the 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 non wrestling celebrities right. that have done decently well in the wrestling world in the last few years. Oh, they so. should bring Amell back now that he's dead in the DC universe. Well, I mean, he's doing a, he's doing a new show called Heels, and it's a yeah, pro wrestling show. I, I saw that. I'm as long as he's not trying to be a cool heel, he'd probably be all right. That's the problem with a lot of shit now. Everybody wants to be a cool heel. Like well, that's why MJ kind of ruined that. That's why MJ is the best. Was, yeah, like you. Well, said, he still is. Like Brody Lee yeah. Jr. ripped his fucking mask off. Like I don't give a yeah. shit. Your dad yeah. died. I think that's yeah, yeah. That's but, the best. That was one of the best moments of that tribute show. How, yeah, how to keep the still impact of it. Going. Yeah, but it takes it lessens the impact of it because he's part of a group. Though is what, I, and that's the thing. He's a part but of the I, group. Wait, I couldn't even tell you who. Wait. Like I don't care about that whole entire group. I don't. But no. And, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. You don't care about the group. So now, you but, when you think about MJF doing that, it's like, oh man, he and that group. Now, I think now, I think AEW takes a lot of uh, like a lot of references from the world of Japan and the and the whole faction building. Because it's a lot which of faction respection, which is which is right. fine, yes. Which and is fine, I, and but I don't, make your heels be actual heels. And I and I don't, don't have, and I don't have your heel inner circle group coming out to a fucking song that everybody in the arena is singing. Well, yeah, that started. And if you're at, gonna uh, do that, but if you're gonna do that, then make sure that your heels are assholes. Because Suzuki Goon in New Japan is the same way. When um, Minoru Suzuki comes out. Everybody seems it sings this theme song, but at the same time, he'll kill you. Know, yeah, they know he'll kill you. And, <laughs> I don't. And I that's don't. The thing. And 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 everybody singing Judas started on the on the on the Jericho cruise, so that's why it caught on. So I think that's that's what happened. It was almost a detriment to himself. Yeah, which is all well and good though. But I mean, like I said, if you don't have your heel come out and actually be a heel. If he's soaking it all in and sucking it all in, then you're not a heel anymore. I don't you're, disagree. You're not, you're not even a cool heel. Like you're hey, a man. face. Hey, they they might they might be scared of Jericho. Like he might eat their fries or drink their pot, eat their burger. Come on. No, but the, you know, I, I also like finished off a 24 pack of Bush Light before he came out. I, I mean, I also, I also don't, I don't disagree that MGF does not need the inner circle. You're absolutely correct. I, I, I agree, but I, it's going to develop it. There's something going to happen. Just got to wait. I understand. Cody can't wait anymore. He's been waiting no, for 12 good. years. <laughs> and you know what? Actually, you know, when I was done with MJF, when he was fucking singing at a dinner table. <laughs> Come Should on, man. Is. That was fun. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. That shit's not fun. If WWE did that shit, if they WWE did. did that shit with Paul Heyman and fucking, I don't know. I'm trying. Who else? Well, uh, if hell, if they did with Adam Pierce and Paul Heyman, everybody be shitting all over that. So you're not saying that Brock Lesnar treating the money in the bank case like a, a radio and dancing in the ring? You didn't think that was funny either. It was funny, but it was also stupid. Yeah, so that's this that's was what funny, it was. But stupid. stupid. Yeah, no, that's what wrestling like is. That. That's what wrestling uh, is. It's funny and stupid. It was a fun <laughs> musical. Like, you gotta like musicals. Like, <laughs> but at the same time, though, Brock Lesnar slapped the shit out of somebody with that case after he used it as a boombox. 
Yeah. Right. So it brought it so, back. He brought it back. Is what that's uh, what I'm saying. That's the whole Minoru Suzuki thing. He brought it back. Right. Okay, fine. I, I could yeah. be fun and goofy, but now I'm gonna slap the shit out of you. I I I don't I th- he has a fair point. He's an absolutely fair point. I don't disagree. And with that, that was the thing. That's why you could enjoy Brock Lesnar taking the money in the briefcase or money in the bank briefcase and using it as a boom box. Because he slapped the shit out of somebody with it. So, <laughs> with that being said, I want to get into trivia here shortly with Jeremy because we're, I think we reset now. But uh, real quick, each, well, first off, Bear, you have anybody you put in the top 10? Um, I mean, probably the Fiend, man. I mean, it's not like just because just because his character and he's not wrestling as much. I mean, the dude's it's still a top ten wrestler. He should never be out of that top ten. Just because he doesn't know how to use him doesn't mean he's not a top ten wrestler. Because he probably is their best thing going, but for whatever reason, they underutilize him. Well, I don't do you, disagree. And with with you, um, Bear, we'll go back to you real quick. Early winner for the Royal Rumble. I know we've got a few weeks out till that, but uh, actually two weeks from when this show releases. Uh, just early pick, who do you think will win the Royal Rumble? Keith Lee. Uh, that's who I would like, and that's who I hope, and that's who should win it. Um, WWE's WWE, but I think Keith Lee, especially that match he had with McIntyre on Raw on, on, Legend, on the Legends episode, um, absolutely fantastic. They had a great match. So I hope that they finally give him his push. I'm sure they won't, but I'm going to stick with Keith. He's going to be my pick, and that's not going to change. Peapod? I think it's going to. I think they're going to end up putting on Orton. I hope not, but I have a feeling that's. You're right. Uh, again. Mm-hmm. I don't this, think they. This would be, be his third win. I don't think. I don't think they have anybody that they could think of. Either, either that, or maybe they'll 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 actually pull the trigger on Daniel Bryan. But even Daniel Bryan says he's going to be a part time wrestler. So I think with that, I don't. Th- I, unless that's a red herring. Uh, which I highly doubt because I think D- Daniel Bryan, unfortunately, when he got into the WWE, was already somewhat damaged goods. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I love Brian Danielson and followed his career for a good while, but I think he's a little bit of damaged goods when he got into WWE and he already was already with that schedule, already kind of wore him down faster than he could have. So I, I honestly, I think they're going to just do a safe bet and they're going to give it to Orton. Yep. Yeah, Cody? They ain't giving shit to, they ain't giving shit to Daniel Bryan. Because Daniel Bryan was everything Triple H ever wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Him calling him a B plus player and everything. If that wasn't a pot calling the kettle black, I don't know what that ever was. <laughs> yep. What? Uh, who's your winner, Cody? Um. I, you know, I'm. You know, I'm gonna say AJ Styles. God, I would love for you to be right. Um, just because I'm still I like AJ Styles, though. Even though. Even though he thinks the world is flat. Yeah, I, I know. I still love AJ. Uh, I mean, you knew that when, well, you know, I've always liked AJ. Back TNA yeah. before all that. But, man, I yeah. still would love him to. I would love him to win. I think he deserves even though, but yeah, I, I would, so Even though AJ don't necessarily like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh yeah, like I like I enjoy AJ Styles, but like yeah, yeah, I'm kind of over him. But maybe it's because I've I've seen him develop more and more over the years, and now he's just like, it's still weird to me to see AJ Styles in WWE. It really, it is. It really, you're right. It still, is still weird to me. I I still marked out when he entered the Rumble, though. Absolutely, I did. <laughs> of course I did, because it was I'm a mar- cool ass moment. But I, it's still weird. 
Super yeah. Weird and stuff. the fact, cause we were there, I went, um, actually dub from our show here before he stepped out and Cody replaced him. Um, dub and I went to fast lane when he fought Jericho, which mm-hmm. was awesome. And, uh, we had a lot of fun there. So that was pretty, that was pretty cool to see. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I, I don't know. My mind's probably going to change in the next two weeks, but I really think that uh, they may. This may be the time that they try to give it to Biggie. I think it's four years too late, but um, the I still think they might do it. But we do got to get some trivia in here before we hop into the music. Bear, did we reset? We reset. We're all at zero. Look at that. Peapot's mm. going to get on the board with trivia. Get on the board. I just just added him to the uh, to the people who will be getting that. Wessel obviously has have some next week as well. All right. Go to so the board. Open up your chat box, everyone. Peapod, this is new for you. We got the chat box here. So we usually have three questions, and in our chat box, we type in our answers. So we will see what happens here. Reset. All right. One pointer. Who is the tallest pro wrestler of all time? Build height and weight. So build height and build and Okay, so build height and real height. Well, I so think, I guess I think he just wants the put, person, right? Yeah. Oh, I see answers already going. We're all saying the same. <laughs> I saw answers going in. Oh, I was saying, what happened to one, two, three? Yeah, well, Peapod doesn't know. So yeah, P-Pod, I didn't know. Usually, sorry, Peapod. No, we okay, usually right. say one, two, three, and oh, go. Okay, sorry, that's my, bad. my fault. My bad. That's my fault. My fault. My fault. You didn't know. Yeah, you dropped the ball. And now we're going to replace you tonight after WrestleMania. Giant Gonzalez. Well, we each got one. He's built at eight foot, was actually seven seven. <laughs> Jesus. That's a big old boy. Except Parrot. He didn't get one. Oh, yeah. Parrot didn't get one. All right, for two points, who won the 2000 King of the Ring? So back to the chat box. Think about this. 2000. Oh. Damn. Uh, Wait. Is that a trick question? All right, I'm, I'm ready when you guys are. I'm good uh, when you guys are. Uh, 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 uh. All right. You're off. I'm ready. All right. So one, two, three, and go. All right. Three of us got Billy Gunn, and one of us has Booker T. Maybe I'm not here off. Maybe maybe I'm too soon. I think King King Booker Booker. was 2003-ish, 2004. Yeah, I think 04. Kurt Angle. I was thinking Kurt Angle. Uh, Shit. Damn. (laughs) Damn it! I was like, I was like, is it Kurt Angle? But I did. I wasn't sure because I was like, I, I don't like, remember. Maybe, maybe I don't remember Kurt being. Oh, yeah. yeah. God, why did I think of that? Uh, oh, you know what? I think that was the year he threw Shane through the window. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, he, he tried uh, a few times. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh. But that's like, but that's why you forget because that's, that's only that match. That's all. You, yeah, yeah. That's all you think about. All right. So, Peapod, we got to tell you about this. This is a different show. So it's called the Eliminator. Go around naming all the names of WCW pay-per-views that ran from 83 to 2000. <laughs> 16 oh, total. <laughs> 16? Okay. But if you miss one, you're out. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Can I start? He's the guest. You got. You are the guest, so you can definitely start. All right. 
bash at the beach. All right. So I got to, and now you don't have to type it. Yeah. I should say that. I'll just type it here. Bash at the beach. Yeah. Damn right. Correct. Correct. Uh, So let's go to Cody. Yeah, it'd be Cody. Cody had uh, uh, the third amount least points, so that'll be me then. So it's on me? Yes. All right. Uh, Beach Blast. Uh, Thanks for taking the harder ones. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) You should have kept that one for later. (laughs) I'm not going to take a hard one. Halloween Havoc. (laughs) I'll make it easy on myself. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make it easy on myself. Sorry. I, Havoc. Yes. I'm going to make it easy on myself too and say, Who are these hoes? Mm-hmm. Hey, Kenny Omega could just been the damn cleaner. He ain't had to do all this extra shit. Could just been the fucking cleaner. Call it a day. Uh, all right. Uh, my turn. Uh, hog wild. Nice. Which I totally think they should bring back. <laughs> I don't think so. No, because it would be just like the bikers would just not be into it, and someone would get stabbed. It'd you know hilarious. what? He might. He might. Or Roadwell crowd. Okay. Oh, I was so, okay. Good. good. I'm happy he said that because that's what I was gonna say. I was like, yeah. well, what's he gonna say? Oh, okay. Because oh. both. I, well, and that's what I was gonna say. Are they gonna come up as separate? Because that would have been my next guess if it yeah. was. Oh, yep. No, next. we're good. Cody Bryant. Uh, let's see. What'd you do? Fall Brawl. War Games. Took my guess. It's all right. I got, I got a few more in the bag. <laughs> Bear? Um, my personal World War Three. I don't know why, but it is. It was great. For the three years it was, it was good but terrible at the same time. Um, (laughs) uh, Let's see. I'm going to go Super Brawl. Super Brawl. So one, two, three, four, five. So we got eight in. So we got eight more to go. Peapod. Sold out. Because I believe that was the one that that NWO hosted. I was actually going to mention that. That's something I was going to mention on this day. Terrible. On this day in 1999 <laughs> was sold out January 17th. The release yeah, of the show. Monday. Well, we'll talk about it. We're going to get to it at the end. <laughs> Save it. it is. All right. <laughs> Save it. Go ahead, Cody. Uh, Great American Bash. Ah, damn it. I was going to say that one. That was going to be mine. Great American Bash. Um, greed. Say it again. Greed. He's waiting. Uh oh. What do we got? That's going to be a play on something. This was a special event, not a pay-per-view, but whoever said it can stay in. So just go That's, again. I mean, that what? wasn't a pay-per-view. That was a pay-per-view. One that we're seeing broke his leg. I think so. Cody and Ryan. <laughs> Cody and Bear think it was a pay-per-view. 
So we're going to, we'll see, see, we are, this is what happens sometimes, Peapod, we have to question some of these right. trivia questions. This happens in jeopardy every time. <laughs> Happened last week with the Buffalo Bills and Denver Broncos. So, so is he going to call There was some my- special one-off, so I won't eliminate anybody on those. It may have been a one-off then. That's it. That was towards the end. It wasn't sold, uh, sold out a one-off? Uh, it was supposed no, to be. Two years, and didn't they? Yeah, maybe that's what the special events are. All right. So anyway, we'll we'll you'll, we'll keep you in. That counts. Slamboree yeah. for me. Okay, back to Peapod. Can you can you scroll up? I want to see all the answers so far. Yep. All Bash right, at so the beach. Beach blast. Beach blast Halloween. Halloween hayock or okay. Havoc. So Starcade was said. Uh, Hog Wild Fall Brawl, World War Three. Uh, uh. When worlds collide, wasn't that one? So basically, what did he say? Any pay per view that there were more than just one? Maybe that was a one off. We'll see. But if it, it is, you'll stay in. <laughs> yeah. What was his his original question? Let's go back to this. WCW pay per views. All the names of WCW pay per views. Yeah. yeah, that was a pay per view. Special event, so I'll count that. You did say, I'm going to tell him, you did say all pay-per-views. Yeah, so there might be a little bit more than 16 here. (laughs) So can I go in and say Super Brawl 4, 2, 3? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So that was Peapod. On to Cody Bryant. Uh, Sin. Oh, that was mine. How did they spell it, though? I think it was just S-I-N. Was it just S-I-N? Okay. Uh, I knew yeah. once I said greed, someone's going to take sin. <laughs> I knew I should. <laughs> He'll take it. <laughs> Correct. One off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my right God. Towards, right towards the end. That's all right. It was a pay-per-view. That was the whole thing. Like he said, true. All right. Uh, Bear. I'm trying to think of the months, and I know I'm missing one. Until until ninety five, right? Uh, let me go back up. I think uh, he said eighty three to two thousand one. Eighty three. Eighty three to two thousand. Oh, okay. All right. Um, fuck. I know there's got to be an NWA one in there, and I'm drawing a blank. Oh, I'm out. I'm out. Um, I can't. I can't think of another one. Five, four main, six more one-offs. No. Give me some time there. There's, there's 11 left. <laughs> <laughs> Think of a name. Anything. No, I told you I'm out. I'm done. All right. Um, blank. Did we – I don't think we Shit, did. You any. never know. That might have been one. Spring Stampede. We got one more in the bank, but there's still nine, ten others. So back to uh, Peapod. Uncensored. Ah, that was the one I was going to say. <laughs> was it, was it, what was their WrestleMania? Was it, was it Slam? That was Starcade. Starcade. But Starcade, you know, they it, – it And Starcade always sucked, I thought. I didn't think it was that good. I think Super Brawl was better than some of their Starcade. Yeah, they, they always right. ended the year with their WrestleMania, which was Starcade. And Super Brawl is February, I think, so. 
So three more main and two of them he's never heard of. <laughs> That's because it's going to be NWA shit. In early no, 80s. it's going to be Russo years then. Oh, God. We already got greed and sin out of the way. Right. What is it, Cody, right? Yeah, it's Cody. Oh, me. Um, Russell War. Oh, you dick. Oh, I'm so angry with you right now. <laughs> I think I've lasted about as long as I'm going to go. Uh <laughs> Uh, you said hog wild, right? Oh, he said road wild. Wouldn't count, yeah, I, so that's not going to work. Oh, <laughs> son hard. of a bitch. Um, oh, God. I can't. Um, God, this is from like the early 90s. I would, uh, was Capital Combat one? I, maybe. That sounds like one. I think it was one. Should be. But I think it's a one-off. That's the RoboCop one. Or wasn't that Capital Punishment? No, that was WWF. Oh, okay. Yeah, one-off. Okay, cool. Now I'm about um, cashed out, but it's back to Peapod. Uh, this was the name of their video game. It was Mayhem. Mm-hmm. Mayhem is good. Yeah, shit. Oh, damn. You messed me up with Capital Combat. Oh, god damn it. Let me see. I think I'm just about tapped out. So I, yeah, I, I think that I'm, was, I think that was, uh, that was, I think Mayhem was like the last one I kind of grabbed out of nowhere. Oh, my God. Because I like that game. That was a fun game. That was a fun game. Uh, Five left of the one-offs. One left. One left of one that ran for three years. Must have been an NWA one. You say five? Five Five left of the one-offs. I think there's only four. It can't be that many left. Especially even if the one-offs. Oh, my I think there's four. I got – I'm looking – uh, because I'm out now, I'm, I went to net, I went to the network because I wanted to see. So I got <laughs> one, two, three. I see yeah. four left. I only see four left total. Unless he's got another one, I'm only seeing four. Let's see. Oh my gosh. Let me think. Oh man. Yeah, I'll let Cody think because I'm tapped. I'm dude. I'm trying. I'm trying to go month by month. But Super Brawl was February. Spring Stampede, I want to say it was like March or April. Slamboree, Uncensored, Bash at the Beach. Oh, yeah, you can see. See, Peapod, what I already have up here ready to go. Sold out. As you mentioned, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, oh, I guess that could have been one that we gave away to. <laughs> right. It was there the whole time. Didn't even. Realize I, 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 I didn't even know it. I can't. Uh, I, I think I'm out. I, I can't think of anything else. Well, see, oh, but you, you got it right this time. So you're still in. Go ahead. Battle Bowl. There you go. There you go. I was waiting because I was gonna be like, one of them you guys need to know for sure. Okay. 
I'm out. So this is coming down to Peapod and Cody. I'm out. I, I don't know. I'm I want to say, I want to say, cause I think this was related to the storyline with Russo. Was it like new blood rising? Yes. Nice. Very nice. Why I remember the Russo that. years, I have no idea. But why you? I I would not have guessed you would have got anyone would have gotten that. One. Well, it, it's it's because uh, the wrestling bios uh, YouTube channel like recently covered a lot of like the Russo years of WCW, so that's like why I vaguely remember it. I see. Oh, I only see two left. Oh. One of them, I th- and and I think both of them. You're going to be like, God damn it! I should have thought of that one, but one of them for sure. The other one, I don't think anyone. I, I I have a theory, but I don't know if I want to. Uh, I I might risk my guest on this because. Well, like, you you're still correct in this round. So if Cody misses it, the five points are yours. Right. And thankfully, you're Ooh. not on the sports show, so we can get back in. <laughs> but this you will work me. in reverse, so people will be like, "How do they have? You already Ooh. have points." <laughs> no, that wasn't even a thing. That wasn't a pay-per-view. In the mind of Cody. Oh, my gosh. God damn. Is something... No, that was on TV. That was never a pay-per-view. Oh, my Atlanta. Oh, you're like that one, what, DJ Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> with the oh my lantas <laughs> oh, it's going to be Cody Tanner next week um oh my gosh I'm going to say yeah there was something they did in Japan already ate people on the points <laughs> um <laughs> No, it was something they did. Already gave people the points. <laughs> I love oh, it. I can't think of it now. I'm out. Peapod wins because you you got one right this round. Um, oh, do you got any more Peapod? Because I think there's two more. I want to say was was when WCW actually did War Games. Was it War Games like the name of the pay per view? But like that was early NWA into WCW. I don't remember. That nice was, that job, was gonna, Peapod. I was gonna. That was gonna be my guess. But the, other than that, I, I and 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 Cody was right. They did stuff in Japan. I don't. Japan I forget Super what, Show. There it is. Yeah. yeah there it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and that oh, one, yeah. I that one, I don't have. Bunkhouse Stampede and Shy Town Rumble were the other two. Shy Town oh, Rumble. God. I forgot Bunkhouse Stampede. I figured. Yep. Oh, Millennium is. Final. Oh, final. That was in 2000. Oh, the, well, that's why. Wow. The hell See, is I was a we don't, talk, we don't talk. We don't talk about WCW in 2000. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, doesn't exist. Does not I exist. Shy Town Rumble was a starcade. That's not even on the network. What Shy Town Rumble? No, Millennium. Oh, Millennium. Yeah, I don't even know what the hell that is. It's probably under something else. Yeah, because I thought Shy Town Rumble was a Starcade or hey, something. Hey man, I'm under WCW pay per views, is what I'm. Yeah. No, I'm saying it might be its own, like it might be under like a Starcade or something. Or yeah, Shy Town got- Rumble was February 20th, 1989. Oh okay. Uh, Bunkhouse Stampede was January yeah. 24th, 1988. Uh, Millennium. Oh Millennium. I just found Millennium Final. It took place in Germany on November 16th of 2000. What? Sting versus <laughs> Kevin Nash. Imagine if he did that with WWE pay-per-view. It was a Germany-only pay-per-view. That's why. 
the rights to Millennium Final, but they do belong to WWE. But it was one of the few pay-per-view events not made available for streaming on the network. Oh, that's some bullshit. That explains that. They probably don't have the rights. All right. They probably just don't want it. All right. So we're two, hours, we're two hours into this. So peep out again because we got to get to music now. Thank you so much for taking two hours out of your day to be on the show. And it's a good thing you came on at 7 and not 8.30 because yeah. we wouldn't be done till 11. It would have been past my bedtime for sure. <laughs> yeah. What time do you get up in the morning? 4.30 in the a.m. Oh, God. Ugh. Pain. All right. So what are well, – start Peapot, I'll start with you. Just give me two or three of your favorite – songs in wrestling any 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 uh wwe aew whatever that's actually by a band you or musician that it so, wasn't meant for wrestling so when i say that i mean take out motorhead who made a few of those songs for triple h like songs that are actually songs that were used in wrestling okay so i i know finger 11 did slow chemical Mm-hmm. for Kane and I always thought that was very fascinating uh for that uh you know Edge's Metalingus oh, uh which, which is tremendous that gets to pop and uh everything and you know uh while both WWE and AEW have like their in-house instrumentals and everything I always love the idea of like just you know people using some of the music and 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 everything i know when you're looking at the indie scene like i always love because i always remember because I, I was a fan of chikara uh for that but like they have like for those who don't know what chikara is it's a very it was it was it's no longer existing because mike quackenbush apparently is a sexual deviant um uh but uh um they ha- it was family friendly but also like Lucha and kind of video game and comic book influence you know, wrestling company. So they had a series of characters called ants and like they were full on characters in ant costumes and they were like different colors and different styles of wrestling and everything. But the ants always came out to uh, the ants come marching by uh, Dave Matthews band. And I always thought that was a very nice play on uh, on the character and the song and everything. Of course, you know Judas and Chris Jericho do you know is doing very well with you know Fozzie and Fozzie is is kind of met on the scale of music wise. But you know, I, I I'll tell you, I'll pop every time I hear you know Judas. So um, th- those are some of the examples that just kind of popped in my head like right away right. without doing much research. Right, it's right. The ones that, that that stick with me. And. Uh, for me, just one that always stuck with me, and it was way prior to CM Punk using it and bringing it in before. Oh, cult was, personality, exactly. Living well, because Living Living Color is a tremendous band. Yes, they are, and um, they're a tremendous band. It is a great song. I love, 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 love. Always love the song because I felt like it. It um, spoke to me too as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, because you always, you know, I always felt like that. I didn't like go. I wasn't really, you know, with our friends, like I have several different people I'm acquaintances or friends with, but I never followed like one particular group. Just right. kind of went by the beat of my own drum, did my own thing. And I think with these guys too here, Bears the same way, so was Cody. And I was just like, you know, you listen to that. And I do have, um, I do have some 
kind of pulling the community now with my position and my job and sitting on boards and uh, things like that. But now I can't like look at it that way because it means a little different thing. I'm like, yeah, I do have a lot of pull and can make things happen in the community, especially for people with disabilities and what I do on the, on the daily. And uh, that's important to me. But at, at the other, at the same time at night or talking about this, I, I'm a completely different person. So when I tell people what I do by day, which granted it's all in finance and I'm, you know, mm -hmm. in finance, but I help people with disabilities and I do help a lot of them. still. I do have clientele that I help with social security, Medicare, Medicaid, food stamps, all those things and telling them how those things are affected by work. So people are shocked when they meet me during that. They're not shocked by my, um, just uh, I'm very charismatic. And even when I'm in these meetings, I'm like, social security is a boring topic to talk about with people. So I have to make it fun and, you know, make them like want to talk about it. So that's kind of those things. And the podcast has really helped me spin that and use my personality more into some of those things I do with people with disabilities. So that song always stuck with me as one I loved. And then uh, I know I'm going to save the one that always stuck with me too. That was really good, but give it to bear. I'll point on to bear. Cause I think he'll mention it. So go we ahead. Bear. Bear. Um, voices by Randy or uh, Randy Orton's um, certainly one of my favorites by rev theory. Yeah. Rev theory. Yep. Um, I, I mean, I obviously you got to go with the NWO. Um, I love me some Hendrix. So, Ooh, yeah. Whomever Booty you child, say, Yeah. But, yeah. Voodoo yeah. child with Hogan. I, yep. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Um, trying to think. I mean, I, you already mentioned edge. I, I love Alter bridge. So that one was, you, you took that one for me, but that one should be in most people's. Um, I, I I'm just trying Come to on, think. Man. I thought you were going to say it. RVD. RVD. Uh, I mean, yeah. Is ECW? Is Pantera? Yeah. That's what yeah. I thought you were going to mention. Pantera is one. There was one more. Um, um, did Who came out? Who who did or who was the original Kill Switch? Was that CM Punk before Cult of Personality? Okay. So, okay. So, Kill Switch Engage did, uh, did, uh, did a song, and, and Randy Orton used it for one show before they switched over to voices and then they ended up giving it to cm punk when he okay. debuted so yeah. yeah yes yeah kill switch engage okay. did the song uh for uh with uh for cm punk i mean it was one of their songs and then cm punk adopted it well, and i and i and i miss the idea of buying the rights to songs and uh and and superstars doing it like don't get me wrong i like i love the idea of like creating these new and interesting and original themes and everything but there's something about like attaching a song with a wrestler and buying the rights to to that and and using it is always good but i think you then you you end up you know running into issues about replacing the song for like restreaming events or like archive right. footage or video games and things like that so i think that's why they they, they shifted off of that it's like everything on the network that's dubbed over yeah right i always liked uh one of a kind for, since we're speaking of rvd that was what breaking point i think so I want to say so. I know the band uh, Shaman's Harvest did uh, the original theme for Drew McIntyre, and then I think they did for a hot minute when they had the that that uh, SmackDown group with Wade Barrett uh, called the Core. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Shaman's Harvest did a version of that, and then they switched it to somebody else. Well, like but Nexus, they, there was that one. We are one. Yeah, from that Twelve Stones. Yep, Twelve from, Stones from the band Twelve Stones, and that was a, that was a rad theme. I I enjoyed that one. Um, what was Randy or I can't remember before voices, 
He had a song. I can't remember what it's called, but it was by Mercy Drive. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good. Like uh, I always love burning my light. That's yeah. what it was. That was a good. That was a good tune. Uh, they, yeah, they were. They but were, he's had, they he were had it for like five years, but he's had voices for like thirty. I yeah, feel like yeah. I can't stand. I can't. I can't stand voices now. Like I just. But oh. maybe I'm just soured upon the uh, the the guy. So somebody somebody's gonna get it. Three Six Mafia. Mark, you know. Somebody but gonna get the ass kicked. Oh, ass whip. Yeah. <laughs> that song went on an album. I think it was What's one it? of the I think that was on one of the WWE studio albums they did yeah. that for. It did end up yeah. on one of those, yes. Yeah, they yeah, yeah they, that's what it was for. It wasn't on any of their like Man, just give thing. it to me. I know it, it wasn't it I know wasn't on there. It's, so it it's, it's in, I know it's in that category of of uh like we talked about Motorhead doing line in the sand and yeah. the game. Yeah. You just said we gotta take them out. I know, so that's Damn its it, own category. Don't change the rules as we go along. I make the fucking rules, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Vince. It's okay, Vince. I know. Rub, rub my shoulders, goddammit. it. That's a good job you did about changing the rules. Man, <laughs> shoulders still look pretty good after all these years. <laughs> all right. Any any I others? Mean, why you... not? Go why ahead. not ECW, man? Like. Go ahead. I mean, just because just because Paulie didn't pay for him don't mean that's know, what I said. Anything. anything. <laughs> I mean, Tommy Dreamer's man in the box. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got the Sandman coming out to to was Metallica. Metallica. Yep. Fre- you know, freaking you got the gangsters coming out, the natural born killers. <laughs> like, come on, man. Raven's theme was dope. Um, I can't remember who he came out to. I mean, yeah. Uh, Oh my gosh! What was that? What was um? And Peapod, maybe uh, you can help me with this. It? You gotta thing. keep them separated. Offspring. It might yeah, have that, been. But who, who who used it? That's I think that was Raven the, came out to that. Oh, Raven did it. Uh, Raven yeah, came out Raven to keep them separated. Yeah, I think yeah. the song it was separated is the name of the song, right? Yeah, it, I think so. I don't or know. Keep them separate. I know it's Offspring. Yeah, yeah. it's offspring. Raven came out to that. Oh, I forgot about that. Jesus, what is going on? But I mean, you know, there ain't nothing like. I don't have. I don't have a TV, so I don't know what's going on. I, I, I'm yeah. unfortunately I'm missing missing dynamite uh, today. So you ain't missing much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just missed two women slap the shit out of each other. Yeah. Well, what John Cena had his music on his own album. Yeah, yeah, he created his own yeah. song. Doctor Thugonomics, Word Life. That, you know yeah. what? Honestly, Word that wasn't Life wasn't that bad though. Word Life wasn't terrible. I I enjoyed. I like that Thugonomics. Good. I think yeah. Thugonomics. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that was it. That was, yeah. I think it was basic the, the Thugonomics. Thugonomics. Yeah, basic, yeah, basic Thugonomics. That was, was great uh, when he was a heel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that man. that that John Cena, I do miss. I what really about, did. What about when Sting came out? Sting came out in like the later WCW years when he was in like Wolfpack. And a little before that, he came out to um, Metallica. Seek and Destroy. He came out to Metallica. He did? Yeah, Seek and Destroy. Oh, wow. Because I just remember, you know, and then he'd just run out and then do, he was just nuts. It was more along the lines of the yeah. Wolfpack time. It wasn't a long time. Right. I know that. It yeah, was he wasn't over then either. <laughs> I'm going to point my bat at you. <laughs> like, <laughs> From uh, the God, I'm point so my bat at you from the ceiling you're and so not say mean, a word, man. Then I'm gonna fly this vulture down to the ring, and you're supposed to be scared of that. Was um, 
MB oh, you when, can't forget about a Space Odyssey 2000 or 2001 a Space Odyssey. Well, what about when he had um um didn't uh MVP I'm coming. That was Silk the Shocker, but was it made yeah, for MVP? Yeah, that was made. Yeah, that was made. It was for made them. for MVP. Yeah. Uh, he was gonna ignore Ric Flair, 2001: A Space Odyssey, though. What about? But was like, I Walk Alone? Uh, I Walk Alone was Batista, was it? Saliva. That I yeah. but I I want to say there's one of those like they got a band and made a song for the wrestler. It wasn't a song that a band made and then they bought the rights to use. Okay. Like uh, like you said, because what? You already said Tommy Dreamer. That was uh, Alice in Chains. Yeah. Right? Well, it was uh, – you already said it. Man of the Box. Um, Motorhead, I mean, that doesn't count. They made it for Triple H. <laughs> yeah. Why are you ignoring Ric Flair, man? How are you going to ignore Ric Flair? Just because he owe everybody money. Hell, Ric Flair owe me $20, matter of fact. What about – hey, one we, all, we keep forgetting, American Badass. Oh, uh, well, because Kid Rock, so that's why we forgot about Kid it. Rock but, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's never be remembered. Yeah, him or Fred Durst. Yeah. That's, do you count? Yeah. Do you, what about Real American by Rick Derringer? Do you count that as? <laughs> I mean, fuck Terry too, man. <laughs> we not gonna remember Terry, but we can remember uh, uh, Derringer. <laughs> so, uh, so I God. guess since y'all never played uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey and orchestra. You're not gonna think about Ric Flair, right? Well, That's true. Or up, pop, you know, you know, pop and circumstance, but Macho Man. Yep, of course. Pop and circumstance. I, I, as I was walking through graduation and yeah, wearing yeah. my Macho Man gear, <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> just oh yeah. Um, the uh, so with the music, I want to talk real quick about what was on this day. So it is now January seventeenth. Uh, from 1999, so 22 years ago, there were the attendance 10,833 at the uh, Charleston Civic Center in Charleston, West Virginia. So we had <laughs> Chris Benoit, Mike Enos, Norman Smiley beat Chavo Guerrero Jr., Fit Finley beat Hammer, Bam Bam beat Wrath, Lex and Luger Bert. beat Conan, Chris Bam Jericho Hammer. beat Perry Saturn. That's when Loser wears a dress. Um, <laughs> Billy Kidman won the Cruiserweight Championship in a fatal four-way with Juventud Guerrera, Psychosis, and Rey Mysterio Jr. David and Ric Flair beat Barry Windham and Kurt Hennig. And then the main event, the latter stun gun match, Goldberg beat Scott Hall. God. Mm. Oh, oh. I wonder why they went out of business two years later. Uh, so, um, <laughs> that's just horrible. Um, well, I got to thank people. Well, Peapod first, you got to thank you for being on, of course. Yes, yes, absolutely. It was a good time. I know know you wanted to save some plugs for the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, for all the wrestling fans who like to discover new music and everything as on the subject of music, you know, the On The Radar podcast is a podcast I host. Uh, I record alongside four great uh, uh, local recording studios out of Northwest Ohio, and we talk to artists traveling through when they were allowed to travel through, obviously. Um, But we also talk to people online, uh, talk to musicians that are on the rise, that are moving the needle, and it's bands and artists uh, that have some sort of connection out of 
here with us in the Midwest. And it, um, it's music, it's studio performances, it's interviews from a Midwestern perspective. I talk to great men and women doing the damn thing when it comes to all genres of music. And uh, we talk to them, we, we showcase music, we showcase them as somebody and, and people that you should uh, go and check out and go support during the, this wild time, especially with bands and artists not being able to travel. Uh, and uh, see them live and, you know, go support the music, buy a shirt, buy an album, get, do what you can, but check out our podcast. It's called the on the radar podcast. You can find all the links from where we are located at and what we're involved with. Uh, we're on all the social media channels at on the radar PC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and uh, find us on all major podcast platforms, leave a review, subscribe, invite your friends over at on the radar PC.com. Love it. And then of course, if they want to catch you, on the radio 100.7 the zone time if you're if you're in the toledo area and you want to hear uh, a guy stumble across names in between nickelback songs uh, i'm more than happy i host a morning show 6 to 10 a.m weekdays it's called peapod in the morning because i'm peapod and it's morning and naming things is hard and uh, you can check that on 100.7 fm or online at toledoszone.com and then the, you there was an app because you got me hooked up with the app right yeah, we have an app. Uh, you can find that link. Uh, it's on all the the the, uh, the the platforms and where wherever you buy your apps from free. Uh, it's the Toledo Zone app, and you can find that at toledoszone.com. And we'll make sure that Bear plugs all this when he puts out the Facebook post on Sunday. Uh, so I think we still got some pictures of you. We've got the On the Radar podcast, 100.7 The Zone, all of those. So Bear will do a great job put that in there. I'll resend you updated stuff because uh, a couple okay, of things perfect. change over the time. So, yeah, I can send you that. Yeah, perfect. Just send it to me like you did last time. I'll get it to Bear. Yes, sir. Uh, who is our, our marketing guru that we post, you know, once a year when Peapod's on the show. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> But hopefully, Peapod, we have you back more than just once a year. Absolutely. We'd love this to. It's been fun. And I'm yes. glad that you put on there that you were trying to get across into other podcasts. And having you on is just always a blast, uh, even though it's only been twice. But it's still, this one was really fun. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good conversations, a lot of good back and forth. And you know, as much as me and Cody are in different state, different parts of, uh, of the wrestling world right now, I, I appreciate the good conversation. And, and I hope to goodness uh, we're all here for one great reason. It's the love of pro wrestling and very excited for the future. You get passes and I don't. Well, one of the one of these days, I think one of the next things we need to do is just all of us, you know, at the same time, we can just all turn it on at the same time and do a watch along. We'll come yeah. up with one and let's do a watch along and just yeah. talk about it. That would be a fun one. We'll make sure Parrot's not here and, uh, <laughs> and we'll continue. That's but we got right. And we got to thank our people, though. We got to thank Wes Anderson for Mind Quarantine. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thanks to All Work Clothing. Crandall's Quality Landscaping, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Sorry to Sparty Steve, we didn't get you on the show. Maybe next time. Thanks again to Peapod. Thanks to Jeremy for the questions. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. So is wrestling going to get any better? (laughs) Now with Marco Stunt ruining the phrase fun size, it used to be a good thing when it came to females, but now you got him fucking it up for everybody.